Welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I'm your good buddy Brandon. And I'm your good buddy Roger. And we back. We back again. We back again. We're back in the studio. One more game. Brandon will try to tell you is not a studio. It's fine. <laughs> hey man, I ain't fighting nobody I was listening over. to the playback on the last one. I was like, man, he's capping on my fucking studio. It's fine. It's fucking fine. I've been, wa- I've been wanting to bring that up a whole damn week. It's fucking game room. <laughs> Don't lie to me. It's a game room. It's a studio, dude. All right. It's a game room. There are studio microphones equipment. and lights everywhere. It's a game room with studio equipment. It's decorations, man. All right, if you want to be an asshole about it. <laughs> See, you left the door open. You're going to be puffing on your puffer during no. this session. <laughs> no, dude, I ain't smoking any. Uh-huh. All right. I thought it might help us ventilate because it's like 100 billion degrees. It is very hot. As I said earlier, man, it's a hot <clears throat> one. Like seven inches from the midday sun. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the words melt everyone. All right. Is that and the best thing? Like under the moon, and it's the same sweet emotion that I hear from you. Is that the best Santana? It's definitely the best Rob Thomas song. Is it the best Santana song? I don't know. I'm partial Probably to not. Europa. Europa's fine. I don't know. This isn't the Santana podcast. This is the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. Hey, We're good here. Buddies. We're going to be talking about our new uh, series we've done doing the first four episodes of yep. Megalo Box, which Megalo we're still not. Box. We're still not sure if it's spaced or not. Yeah, I think there is a space. I think and the logo there appears to be a space. I feel, I Verve, feel like I believe the the logo more than anything. Verb puts it all caps, no space. Yeah, they make but, it very confusing. Whatever, man. It's weird. Anyway, we're here to talk about that. But first, hey, Roger. Yeah, man. What have you been watching? Uh, my regulars. regulars. Oh man, dude, how was? What did you think about that new? That uh, shit was bonkers. The MHA. The, yeah. Holy moly! New My Hero <coughs> Academia was fucking nuts. Oh man. We're gonna have to do. It like was so a, all my heavy too. It was good shit. We're gonna. Uh, we're definitely gonna like. I loved like, it, dude. I freaking loved it. We pushed this through like. Next, like first week of January, or as soon as we have a free spot between episode between series, we're gonna have to do like a best of 2018. Like, what was the best fight scene? What was mm-hmm. the best opener? Whatever. Yeah, we do need to figure out some way to incorporate uh, My Hero Academia into the show. I feel oh, for like. sure. I mean, we talk I, about it yeah. every episode at the beginning. With yeah, the, I, don't, I don't think we can, you know, really unless we do like some like entire season one review or whatever, and just I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna like cover the whole thing, but yeah, we're definitely talking about it. It was fucking. Brad, if mm-hmm. you're not on that train, y'all need to jump on because yeah. man, oh man, it's some cool stuff. Yeah. What else you got, man? Uh, new Full Metal Panic was real good. Okay. The new um, the new Megalo Box was real good. I'm still keeping current on See, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm making sure not to skip ahead yeah. since we're covering it now. I posted a scene last I'll, I'll tell on you, page. It was fucking difficult not to <clears throat> skip ahead. <laughs> this show's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, and then I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm watching. High school DXD. God Almighty! It's it's that booby show. You you and your you and your MNA titties. I mean, it's great. I love it. <laughs> this guy. I fucking love it. All right, man. I, I'm not knocking you. But I think that's about all the the anime I've really caught this week. I had to last Sunday was uh, a wrestling pay per view, mm-hmm. so I had a whole lot to build up into that, and then do that live stream, and then all the good stuff. 
all the editing and stuff that followed for that to get the live stream up and then get the, um, like me and Ryan, once we went over everything, mm. get all that out there. So mm. this week has been kind of hectic. I've only, I've usually caught an episode of two or something and then I'm off to bed. Yeah, I got you. But next week, well, I guess this week going forward, I'm planning on hitting, hitting it hard, dude. Hitting it hard. <laughs> hitting them anime streets hard. This guy. What you been watching, buddy? Anything? Um, you know, same thing. Mostly my regulars. I've, uh, there's a couple series I'm looking forward to. to oh, watch the new Fully Cooley too. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. that shit was. Didn't pretty, miss that. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. I'm really liking it so far. I gotta tell you, man, I'm loving the soundtrack for this one. I mean, I love the soundtrack for the first one, obviously, but <coughs> damn, there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Well, we're we're obviously gonna talk about that one and probably do it probably mm-hmm. next. Yeah. Um. My my only problem with it that I have so far with the soundtrack is that they need to turn them songs up. Well, they need, they need to turn it up. I think they got a good mix going. Cause the uh, the first one really it powers the music out there. Oh yeah. But, well, there there's scenes where like it's the whole focus, like yeah. that uh, like that bit where you see like fucking Conti like spread his wings and start mm-hmm. flying. Like that one was huge, but it was the only thing playing. There was no speech or anything. Yeah. This one they played. What's easily my favorite uh, song on the on the series so far, um, and I only know the name of it and everything because I got I keep getting like recommendations on my fucking YouTube for this song and that song from the show. But it's called "Thank You, My Twilight." Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. There's a bit where they're on the beach and it starts playing, and yeah. she was it was super she was pretty good. great. I love that fucking song. Yeah, love the but show. But again, people were talking, so they didn't turn it up all that mm-hmm. loud. But yeah, it's good shit. Um, caught up on that. Watch the new MHA. Um, watch the, what I believe is the final episode of, uh, the love is hard for Otaku series, which was pretty awesome. Uh, I'm really hoping they do some more. They had a nice little stinger on the end of it that like made it seem like maybe they'll mm-hmm. do more, but from what I've read, there's like not a whole lot of material out there to go off and they don't want to, you know, they might not want to split too hard and like do their own like story thing on the anime, but sure. I don't know, man, it was pretty sweet. Uh, really adorable series. If we do like a best of or whatever for this year, that that's probably gonna be my bid for best opening song so far. Okay. Like nice. I I love the opening for fucking My Hero Academia season three, but goddamn that the yeah. song for this one is so good. Anyway, but that's what I've been I've been up to. Not a whole hell of a lot, but I'm planning on uh checking out a few series and <laughs> in the anime streets hard. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit between my between my works and my video games. But let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Yeah, let's go into some Megalobox. Let's start out with the opening theme. Dude. Uh, it is called Bite by uh, Leo Amai. It's and fine. I really like the song. I thought it was good. I like the when he's on the bike or whatever and it's flashing mm-hmm. between him and the dog. Yeah. Right yeah. at the end or whatever. Yeah, that shit's rad. And you don't yeah. even get to see it until episode two because episode one doesn't even yeah. have the opener. But the shit's pretty fucking cool. I didn't want to forget to talk about the opening song because... I really like the end song a whole lot the more. Song, I know you won't shut up about um, it, <laughs> but I do want. I did want to go ahead and get that out of the way and be like, yes, I, I really, I watch this song every single time. Never skip ahead. I want to talk about the style of this show because you had told me like the the way they did it, like they like blew yeah. it up and compressed it and whatnot. I meant to pull up exactly how they did it. I didn't. Yeah, do that. if you can find that, but Let's see the the end result 
is like it's clear you know it's all digital art these days and cg and whatnot and there's a lot of stuff in this like that's clearly like new art and cg and mm-hmm. whatnot but the way they treat it afterwards makes it look like mm-hmm. this sweet old school style i've seen a lot of articles comparing it to cowboy bebop and trigun and, Tri-Gun and whatnot uh, Alice, and saying yep. it's like yeah saying it's like a a new like spiritual successor to these things and i'm inclined to agree it looks amazing it's got it's got a really cool just attitude to the whole show it's really neat um but yeah the whole thing is just this massive uh i believe i called it a testosterone fueled fun ride yeah because it's just a lot of dudes punching and it's a good ass time now i don't get anybody you know like it the punching kind of slows down but the story is so good there, there's a point where the story takes over my god this anime is is freaking good all right man i'm looking forward to it um i'm trying to find that damn i will song. admit I will admit, as I told you, I'm a little bummed. There's like one whole female character, and she's kind of played as a villain in these first four episodes. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to see where it goes from there. But uh, yeah, man, I'm digging let's it see. so far. Still looking Megalo, for that thing, huh? Yeah, let's see, make a little. Man, don't stress let's about just it too try much. Art style. Let's talk if, about if that. If I can't, thing, if I can't find it, then I will have it for the next week. I meant to meant to pull that up. You want to talk about the ending theme that you love so much? Oh yeah. Kakate Koyo. Kakate Koyo. That shit's rad. So, and when the, the fucking visuals are cool. It looks like a damn. Yeah, it looks like a neons. The neons yeah, the these whole neon time. signs like and shit. little spiders and lines and stuff. Like it looks like, a, looks like some sort of uh, city bar or something like Yeah. Some city beer joint. It looks fucking cool, um, man. It's, it's, it's a sweet, just sweet visual. And all when around, the music man. kicks in, the vocalist comes in. There's like, like a desperation. To mm-hmm. the way the vocalist does, yeah, yeah, the they're really straining where, it. Yeah, where they're like they're gasping for air, and it just, oh my god, dude, that song fucking rocks. <laughs> does it rip? It rips, dude. I I listen to it quite it a rips bit. Rips and now. It rocks. I listen to it a lot. I got it on up. my phone, dude. Got to see if that's on Spotify <laughs> or something. Okay, chill. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of good music in this one, man. Um, well, I say a lot of good music. There's opening ending. There's like a couple songs they play during episodes. And then there's one, there's like a couple, one in particular, they play at like the beginning of every episode where they give you like a still image that we were talking about earlier. That's just like, seems like a almost random shot from, you know, the episode you're about to watch. Mm-hmm. Seems like the kind of thing they'd put on like, you know, when they're going to or from commercial. It re- reminds me a lot of like, uh, when you were watching Adult Swim late at night and you'd have like the bumps or whatever between episodes, like they just show you like, here's a clip or like just an image from the show and it would just, you know, then it goes to commercial or whatever, but it's good shit, man. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying this a lot so far. Uh, we going to talk about it. Are you still looking on your computer? Yeah, we're going to talk about it. I mean, essentially what I can tell you right now is I'll, I'll find the exact, like, like how they did the, how, how they did, the they did it, but it is meant to have, uh, it's, it's downscaled. That's exactly what it is. So all the CG and stuff of it, everything is super polished, and then they downscale it. Mm-hmm. So it gives it more of a VHS quality. Yeah, it gives it like a kind of fuzzy. Yeah, old school and it's like quality. you know you can see the sketching in the lines and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It breaks apart the lines some. It looks really cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's very very cool. But whenever they, there are points where they leave like CG mm-hmm. in or whatever, you catch small glimpse of it, especially in the fights or in the arenas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is, mm, it looks really good. It does look really yeah. good. I'm really enjoying the visuals of this show. But I'll, I'll figure out the the full techniques and and have it by the next episode or the final, final. One. We'll talk about it at some point. Yeah, man. Well, let's uh let's break it on down. We're on episode one. Break it down, bang a bang a bang bang. <laughs> that is how the song goes. Yep. 
episode one. Okay, so uh, Brandon noticed this. I I did catch this at the the very end. There it, it's it's when it tells you the title of the episode. Mm. You don't well, get it right at the beginning. They also give you that like in the in the middle, like when there actually is like a commercial, like there would be a commercial. Yeah, break or whatever. that's the one that says. Uh, God, it says something. It's, it says something similar each time, or does it give you the episode title? I'm pretty sure it's the episode title. I don't I'll have so. to watch it again, shit. But I um, know, like, at the very end, it gives you, like, in the bottom right, the it says, not dead yet. Kind of yeah. like the CU Space yeah, Cowboy or whatever. Yeah, not dead yet. But, yeah, the, the mid-card, I think, has a piece like that. It just doesn't say not dead yet. Um, but the actual episode title is at the very end. The first one is called Buy or Die, and then once we finish the episode, there's there's a little uh, extra line after that. There's a subtitle? Yeah, subtitle. I'll, I'll give that at the end of the episode. All right. Well, first one, episode one, Buy or Die, you said? Buy or Die. Buy or Die. So this one starts, you just see uh, this dude, we don't know any names yet, fuck, it doesn't even have a name, Mm-mm. but we see this dude flying through the desert on his motorcycle, and there's a voiceover. Uh, after, after all these opening credits... Um, and the little Champion Joe fiftieth, um, like yeah, memorial thing it shows. Which from a, a sheet of no let's joke. talk about that real quick. I didn't realize this was as I as I we were talking about it. It's kind of a not a like remake or whatever, but kind of like a like an alternate version. Yeah. of this older series, uh, which is about a boxer named Joe. Yeah, a sheet um, of no Joe. Champion Joe is it is also like translated into, but a sheet of no Joe. It's pretty pretty cool stuff. I didn't know that. But this dude's flying through the desert on his motorcycle, and there's a voiceover, and he says, uh, to stay down or fight back, which am I doing now? And he's just, vroom, just going, man. And there's a bit, you see uh, these interstitial shots of him, like, ride his motorcycle, and then shots of him just getting whooped on in the ring, because obviously he's the boxer. And then he takes, like, a flying jump off of what appears to be a relatively small cliff. I say small cliff because he fucking survives, obviously. But you see him fly off this little cliff, and it, and he just says, I haven't done either yet to stay down or fight back. But uh, from there, we get a completely different scene. We are in the administrative district, and there is a woman who we later find out is, uh, I believe her name is Yukiko. Yeah, Yukiko. Yukiko, that's yeah. it. Uh, but later we find out her name is Yukiko. But right now she's just some lady who uh, obviously is uh, tied to the Shirado group, and she is announcing Megalonia, which is going to be this big, fat tournament. I say big, fat tournament. Yeah, it's going to be the tournament. biggest tournament ever, but there's only four people getting in. Yep. So it's got, But it is the spectacle of it will be huge. Uh, she's announcing Megalonia, which is a huge tournament. It's going to show true Megalo boxing, she says, and only four uh, competitors will make the grade. Um Meanwhile, bike dude, uh, is, the guy who was on the motorcycle, is waiting while a mechanic is fixing up his stuff. Not his bike, notably, just some kind of. We find out later it's his gear. This like uh, this these metal bits that are uh, obviously shaped to go around his arms and back that are on this table. But he's watching this on the TV, and uh, while that's getting <clears throat> fixed, uh, the woman on the TV continues that and says the tournament is open to all citizen, uh, citizens. And she begins to introduce the first competitor, uh, he who embodies true megalo boxing. She says, "The King of Kings." Yeah, and he cuts off the TV. I ain't got time for this bullshit. The King of Kings. That's what he called Triple H. Nah, man. Yuri. <laughs> but uh, he cuts off the TV. Mechanic asks him if he's gonna enter, and he says, "Hey, it's citizen only." Did you miss that part? And <clears throat> next scene, we cut to this dude with an eye patch. We le- later find out is Nanbu. Uh, Nanbu, but this dude with an eye patch at these dog races, he's screaming at the dogs. 
He's wanting to win. He loses, and he leaves pissed off. Uh, cutting back to the mechanic, he gives Junk Dog, we find out is his name, uh, or his ring name anyway. Yeah. He doesn't have a proper Junk name. Dog. Junk Dog. JD, it says on his bag that he carries his gear in. Gives him his gear, and he says... Uh, he talk, they talk about uh, shoring up you know, the debt for fixing it up, and he says uh, he made a lot of money on that last match, so it's all good. And then Junk Dog tells him, yeah, we'll bet on me winning this time. And then we see him go to the, what I think is a pretty sweet name for a uh, you know, kind of shady establishment, The Drunk Monk. Yeah. It's pretty great. Dog walks in, and uh, these two big guys greet him, and they're like, hey, getting ready to lose? And he's like, yeah, I'm winning tonight. And they're like, Oh, did he not tell you? And he's like, what? He's all pissed off. He walks in, finds that eye patch guy sitting at the bar getting wasted, uh, getting at least buzzed. And that guy uh, calls him partner and explains that he's going to be taking a fall. Another fall, we mm-hmm. find out. And uh, Junk Dog grabs him, uh, grabs Nanbu is his name. He grabs him and uh, he says, hey, you promised me that that was over. And Nanbu tells him, well... Call it a sudden change of circumstances or something like that. He says, you're too strong. No one wants one-sided fights. And he hands him an earpiece and he walks off. So uh, we then get a brief uh, introduction to the ring. We see these dudes fighting and there's a voiceover. Nanbu saying, when you're broke, you bet on dogs. But if you've got even a little bit, you bet on people. And we see these dudes just wailing on each other. One guy goes down hard and there's a fair amount of blood in this show so we get to our first fight our first proper fight with uh junk dog here and it's versus god these names ghetto hachia (laughs) uh nambu tells him that he's gonna fall in round three he's talking to him through that earpiece he gave him and hachia starts out going in hard just pushing this guy against the rope pushing our boy junk dog against the ropes just wailing on him and uh, pops Nanbu tells him uh, tells dog to hit back go harder uh, go at it so he does and he just starts firing back hitting this dude he gets him off of him and he goes for the craziest freaking uppercut I mean his hand his fucking fist is skimming the ring he's coming from so low it's like a fucking little Mac up up smash in fucking smash oh, bros no. he's going way in and then he just shing and freezes right before he hits him because the bell rings the control this boy has he stops just short of knocking this dude straight to hell and uh man oh man uh and, and he goes back to the uh he goes back to the freaking uh to his corner and the crowd's going nuts everybody's saying hey put all my money on the little guy put it on junk dog screw this guy put it on junk dog which is exactly what they wanted obviously that's yeah. how you get the money when you take a fall and fucking uh <clears throat> Junk Dog is pretty upset. Like he says to Nanbu as he's sitting in the corner, he's like, "I could have, I could have knocked him out round one. Like he could have done this. He could have done this round yeah. one knockout. Could have happened, but no, I got to do this shit." So they get back to round two. They're fighting at it, uh, and they go on. Uh, uh, this slimy promoter guy we find out is named Mister Demoto. Uh, comes over and uh, he's talking to Nanbu. And he tells him, hey, you know, the kid, the kid's good. He can make it to Megalonia if, y- if y'all tried. And Nanbu tells him, basically tells him no way. He says, guys like us are frauds. We know our place. Meanwhile, Junk Dog's hearing all this through his earpiece while he's like guarding against the ropes again because this guy's backing him up. Which is fucked up. 
just a fucked up thing to say. But mm-hmm. he basically tells him there's no way it's going to happen. We know our place. Dog hears everything through the earpiece. Round three, Dog finally takes his fall, and he lies there bloody thinking, man, why do I even get my hopes up? And we then cut to Nanbu afterwards, getting his cut. And uh, they somebody, I, I think it's uh, Damoto, uh, tells him again that like the kid could be good, and he, he says something like, ah, where else is he going to go? So then we see Dog riding his bike, like, just got to get out of town, man. Just got to hit the mm-hmm. road and blow off some steam. It's uh, it's storming real hard. He's riding his bike on a stormy night, and he heads into the city. They do that sweet, like, after-trail thing with the headlights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, they did it in Akira, too. It's like good the, the afterglow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like the, the, the fucking taillight. Just, you see the stream of it. Really sweet shit. But uh, he's driving into the city. He's like, whatever. I'm just going to go, like, get out for a minute. Meanwhile, we see that lady from Megalonia, the Megalonia announcement, standing on this highway that appears to be under construction, overlooking this huge stadium that's being constructed. She's talking to some guy who's explaining blah, 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 this and that about construction, and then he gets into his car and fucks off while she stands there with this other guy, this very tall, white-haired, very, like, serious-looking dude, uh, who we find out is Yuri, and... She, they talk for a second, her and Yuri talk, and she tells him, she's talking about uh, Megaloni, and she says, in order for this to be a success, you have to be the last man standing. You have to win. And he agrees, and he just, he doesn't call her by name, he just calls her <clears throat> owner. Obviously, she's, like, running the company, mm-hmm. I, would, I would guess. Yeah, she is. So, we then, as she starts to walk back to her car, we hear a, we hear that motorcycle, and we get a quick shot of the tires of it, like, on the road. It comes pretty obvious that he's heading that way. And he looks up and like it's a great shot where like it zooms in on her face because he almost fucking slams her. That, that would have been it. But he swerves, he slides, he falls off his bike and sl- just shoots past her, narrowly avoiding this woman. And it's pretty rough stuff. He's like laying there like, you know, in pain, obviously. Uh, Yuri walks over to her and as he looks, he looks at... Uh, like to check on her and she says no I'm fine and he looks and he sees uh, Junk Dog's gear that spilled out of his bag laying there and she gets up and goes to check on him she says uh, that she is Yukiko Shirato last name same last name uh, of the company so and she tells him that uh, to call a number on this card she hands him a card and uh, or tries to hand it to him and, and that he'll be reimbursed and he refuses he gets up and she's, she like tries again she's like no here just take and he just slaps it out of her hand like doesn't even look at her like get the hell away from me and then she's like okay fine and she's she turns to leave and obviously junk dog recognizes her and has recognized yuri too and as she starts walking away he's standing there facing away from him and he's like you know what fuck this and he turns around and he says you call that real megaloboxing he says it's it's all bullshit uh whatever megalonia whatever you think megalonia megalonia is it's just a brawl and Yuri just fucking walks up to him and tells him to take it back. And he says, oh, well, why don't you teach me then? And Yuri tells him, I love I love the fucking lines with these guys. He says, if, if a, as if a stray dog would understand. Yeah. And they both square up, right? <clears throat> yeah, and, they're like really good counters to each mm, other. They're... And Junk Dog actually says, oh, come on, I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm feeling like I'm ready to take on anyone, even you. And they both like fucking square up. These are just fucking night and day, these guys. Mm-hmm. And I love this because time just goddamn freezes. 
you see the water droplets hanging in the air as they're like facing off and fucking dog fucking dog is standing there and he feels it and like we see a shot of like that desert as he's flying through it like he's he's feeling the rush Mm mm-hmm and like it zooms in on his face and he's just like, oh, yeah. And he starts smiling. Oh, and you yeah. S- oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a ticket right That's there. that shit. And he, he looks at Yuri. Yuri's smiling, too. Like, they're about to have some fucking fun. It's going to be some good shit. And just as Yuri's about to move in, owner calls him back. And he puts his hands down and gets out of his little fighting stance and, like, just turns and walks back to her. And Dog says, oh, wow, you're re- she's got you well-trained, huh? Who's the dog now? Which is pretty great. Um, and then they leave. And that's it. Uh, next scene is the next day. Dog is getting his bike repaired again uh, by Mr. Abu Hadi. I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But that's the, that's the sign, name on the sign. And he tells him a story about how his, uh, uh, well, Dog apologizes because he told him to bet on him winning. And obviously he didn't mm-hmm. win. So he lost that money. And, uh... He says he's real sorry about that. And the guy tells him, you know, my wife always said I was too trusting. That's why I'm always going to stay poor. And she ended up running off a while ago. She left him. And he says, but I want to have faith. And if I have, if I believe in my faith, then living like that ain't so bad. Is basically what he says. Which is cool stuff. Nice, nice little, nice little saying that comes back later, actually. But back at the ring, he's getting ready for another fight. Uh, Nanbu's going over a strategy with Dog. Opponent hasn't showed up yet. He's pissed off. Nanbu's pissed off. And someone, someone with a very striking <coughs> silhouette and a, a big in a hoodie over his head shows up. And he steps up uh, and gets into the ring. And the ref tries to stop. And he's like, wait a minute. What are you doing here? And it's Yuri. Yeah. And Dog feels it when he starts he's, walking up. He's... He- Hunted him down. He found his ass. Yeah. And Yuri takes his this fucking hoodie off and he's goddamn ripped. He's got that Dorito body. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like <laughs> big on the top and little on the bottom. He's got he's got that fucking Dorito, Dorito body. body. That's what you call it. Just imagine Captain America. He's got that Dorito body. He's got that tight waist and those giant shoulders. He's got that Dorito body. <laughs> <laughs> but my dude is huge. And <sighs> This fucking, he looks like goddamn Jax from Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. with these arms. Because we've seen these gears. And these gears, let's talk about these fucking gears they wear. Because megaloboxing is essentially boxing. Three minute rounds, so many rounds, etc., etc. But you've got these fucking rock'em, sock'em, like... Yeah, it's rock'em, sock'em robots with yeah. real people. You got these fucking arm pieces that go up to your gloves and then down your arm. And they connect on your back, basically. That's the basic format mm-hmm. of it. And they, you know, they had to switch out parts and whatnot. They repair them and all this. But they're basically designed to make you punch as hard as you can so you can be really beat the shit out of each other. But that's basically the extent of it. Faster, stronger, etc., etc. He's still wearing gloves. Yuri, however, his shit is like this apparently integrated model that yeah, we hear. Yeah, it's just he, like Jacks. It's Kombat. literally Jacks. Like he has these. It's like it looks like it's just his skin, but silver. And then he's got the boxing gloves on, like, and it connects on his back. And there's this rad like <laughs> little pod thing on his back where they connect that like mm-hmm. shoom, like sticks down and it's got a it's all really ridiculous crazy looking it's all silver and chromey just like his hair his gloves are purple just like his eyes but dude's very handsome but he's about to he's about to get in some shit and 
man oh man he's got that yeah special sleek integrated gear and dog looks at him and says oh your owner isn't with you tonight yeah and he, uh, yuri just responds yeah sorry there's no one to stop me this time and pops tries to stop it. he's like dude you're gonna die you need to st- he's the fucking champion there's no way you can beat this guy you're going to die yeah, he comes in the room like john cena the champ is here yeah it's <laughs> fucking great and fucking dog just punches just hits nambu out of the ring not his partner pops he just knocks him out of the ring and he says eh, call it a sudden change in circumstances which i like very much bringing his own words against him and then he says he says i want to believe that uh, that my faith in myself is real just like uh, the mechanic told him. And Yuri uh, looks at him as they start to square up. He says, why don't you tell me your name? I wouldn't, you wouldn't want your ring name on your tombstone. And Dog just smirks at him and says, oh, they don't make tombstones for stray dogs. And that's episode one. That's a fucking good-ass yeah. episode. It, there was tons. This show is freaking jam-packed. Like, there's not a missable moment in the entire freaking show. The yeah, they don't, they don't waste a frame, man. It's good yeah. shit. They do not waste a frame. Um, okay, and then the the end the end title there said, uh, "Don't let the simmer or don't let the simmering fire die. It'll light the way in the dark." That's good stuff. Yeah. Next episode, Ooh. episode two. Episode two, the man only dies once. This is the thing with these: is every single episode is like dies or death or something in there, and it's always under uh, underlined in the titles too. Which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, these first four, anyway. I don't know about the rest of them. Haven't watched them yet. But episode two, they start. Is right where we left off. We mm-hmm. see that same little scene with him uh, asking about his what and he wants on his tombstone. Get used to this because you get right before the fight. They get you on that mm-hmm. fight and they cut your ass off. Oh, they give you them blue balls, baby. Yeah, and now, now, thankfully, you know, a lot of you guys, especially if y'all are just tuning in and watching the show for for the podcast or anything oh. like that, you're watching for the first time. There, there's a good. It'll finish next week. So mm-hmm. we we should mention we tried to time it out so that we would have our last episode right yes. after the last I episode. I miss math. So, and my boy, so my boy's not great with numbers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I know where I went wrong, but I won't get into that. Um, so it ends. The series ends next week. Next and then Thursday. Next week we'll be covering the next five episodes. After that, the final yeah, four. The, so you'll have a week to set in that final episode. Have a week to just really let it marinate, man. Yeah. Before we come in here and just tell you what happened after stuff. you already saw it. But yeah, you <laughs> it's gonna, good you're shit. You're gonna want to marinate. It's gonna be some good shit, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, they start fighting, and dog, dog, junk dog is in there throwing these punches, and Yuri is just ducking everything, just bobbing and weaving like it ain't nothing. Uh. And Yuri throws a single jab, and it stops Dog dead in his fucking tracks. And every uh, like everyone freezes for a second. And Nanbu from the corner is just like, "Holy shit, what a jab! If it had connected clean, that would have been it." And Yuri uh, or Junk Dog, like he gets, he's got just like that thin, shing, like that thin cut on his cheek, and he just it starts bleeding, and he just wipes it away. He's like, "Hot damn, all right." And Yuri tells him, he pulls, I wrote down Yuri pulls a Duragon, which isn't going to make any sense unless you played the bouncer, but there's a bad guy in there who, the first time you fight him, he fights you with one hand. Yep. Yuri uh, tells him. (laughs) Boy, wasn't that a great game? It wasn't. (laughs) I I I feel like it's everybody's first game that they don't want to talk about. It was my first on the PlayStation 2, and you know what? I didn't love it. I have it over there. It's not that bad of a game. I've, I've still got it. I mean... Look, we can talk about that later, yeah. but I've got problems with it. But I got it. your reference, dude. 
He pulls a Duragon C Mikado was that fucker's name, and I can't believe I still remember it. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he tells him he's just gonna fight with one hand, just his left hand. That's all he'll need for this one. And <laughs> uh, Junk Dog tells him, "Oh, such a generous champion." And they start going at it, and Yuri is just following this dude around the room, just punch, 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 just jabbing with that one hand. And he's only using that one hand, and he's still got Dog backing up, man, with that one hand. And he finally gets a solid hit, and Dog just, like, fucking... I mean, he gets a couple hits in, and then he goes he goes in again at Dog and fucking knocks his hand away, and he nearly connects. He goes for this uppercut, and Yuri just manages to... His hand just got knocked in the air. He just brings that fucker down hammer style and almost destroys this boy. He fucking gets him good. And he and he goes down. And Pops is at the side begging Dog to stay down, but he won't. He doesn't fucking stay down. He gets back up at about like probably a 7 or 8 count. And uh he's uh, and Pops is telling him, Nambu is telling him, "Look, you're going to die. You got to stay down. You're going to die." And he says, "Hey, but dying doesn't bother me when I'm having this much fun." And then the intro. <laughs> yeah. Then we get that kick-ass intro. That kick-ass intro. So we come back. They're still going at it. It's about a minute and 10 uh, left on the clock. So what is that? Two minutes and 50 seconds in if it's a three-minute round. Uh, Dog manages to duck a punch and nearly knocks Yuri's ass out. He ducks one, goes in, and you see Yuri is fucking shocked. He sees this fist come. He's like, what the fuck? And he almost goes down. But... Yuri throws up his right hand. He said he wouldn't use and stopped it. Yep. And Dog tells him, "Man, you know if you if you had kept if you'd kept your word, you'd be out right now." And he's like, "Yuri is clearly shocked. Like his eyes are huge. He's like, oh shit. All right, fine." And uh, Dog tells him, "You can stop showing off right now." And Yuri says, "Fine, I'll grant that request." It's about fifty seconds left in the round. Two minutes ten seconds in, and they square off again. And they're just kind of standing there. And Nanbu's like, oh, God, don't, don't. And Dog starts moving into him. And he, he sees they're reading each other's moves here. It's a very interesting scene. Because Dog's going in. And Dog, like, lifts his hands to kind of expose his midsection. He's keeping them up, like, way up, over uh, like, near his eyes. And he sees Yuri's hands go down. And he's like, oh, I see. So he thinks Yuri's going to go in for the low, to hit him in the midsection. And he sees what he's doing. So Dog, reading this, tries to pull over to the side and goes in for this fucking punch with his left. And fucking Yuri just, nope, he's too fast. He just, bam, quick hook with his right hand, connects with this dude's face. He is all the way down with 29 seconds left on the clock. Almost said left on the cock. Left on the clock. 29 seconds left on the cock, dude. 29 seconds on that cock, bro. 29 seconds left on the clock. 29 seconds longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> the worst. Uh, but Dog goes down, and he does not get back up. Not until Yuri's already out of the ring. And uh, fucking Nanbu is yelling at him, stay down, stay down, you'll die. And Dog's like, yeah, I'm not getting up, man. Because <laughs> he isn't. He is not he getting up. He can't get up. He just not, can't. Not he is donezo. But by the time he does get up, Yuri's already out of the ring and starting to walk out. And uh, when Dog Dog gets up as he's leaving the uh, as he's leaving the place, and uh, he stands up, he 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 condemns Yuri's real megalo boxing. He says that's your real megalo boxing. It couldn't even kill a stray dog. And he says, "Come on, get back in here. I'm not done yet. Let's keep going." And Namu's like, "Are you insane? You lost. You almost died." 
and Yuri Yuri's not getting back in the ring. He refuses. He says this this isn't my ring. And Dog makes a good point. Oh, now that bothers you. And Yuri says, "Listen, you want to fight me, you work your way up to me. Fight your way up to me and my ring." And then he just walks, he keeps walking out and Dog's yelling at him to come back and Yuri leaves. And as he leaves, they do a they do a pretty neat trick where like as he's walking out like the doorway he's walking toward is just all bright light so like the camera kind of turns and you see him like just getting enveloped by this light until there's like nothing left you see a silhouette this is a weird thing but it looks exactly like the goddamn trailer for x-men apocalypse oh no do you know what i'm talking about yeah there's a bit where like i think it's mystique is walking out of the cerebro chamber and you just see like her walking with the light behind her mm-hmm. it looks exactly like that which i thought was weird it's even at the weird angle like that but whatever that's a that's a weird reference for nobody but shit it, it i just saw that and i was like what the hell <laughs> roger just yawning at me fuck you man <laughs> fuck you all right we'll continue but um that movie sucked ass, by the way. I didn't care for it. Dog is back on his bike, riding through the desert again. And as he's uh, as he's riding, he sees a quick. He has a quick memory of Yuri when they were fighting, and he fucking wipes out. He goes down, and but when he gets back up, he's got this newfound confidence, and he's like doing his quick little jab combinations, whatnot, getting his getting his fucking his fucking fists out, and he he says, "I can't go back to that." He's not. He he's done taking falls. He wants to fight for real. Yeah. And then we get a shot of Yuri at his home. He's got a little puppy dog. He lets his little puppy dog out. Yeah, it's like a little. And he steps out. Yeah, little little, little baby husky. And he steps out uh, out in the backyard, I guess, for a second. And the owner shows up, and she chides him. She says, uh, "You went to see that man, didn't you?" And he says, "Yes." And she says, "You know, you're not to enter the ring without my permission." And he's like, "You're right. Okay." And she walks over and she kind of tell her that he almost got his sorry ass beat. <laughs> almost got knocked the fuck out trying to show off, trying to showboat with his one hand. And she walks over to him. She does kind of a a sexy kind of like puts her hand on his arm, the muscles, and she says, "Your body is the future of this company." And his he body says, "Body is a wonderland." God damn it! Did we have to make the John Mayer references, dog? I mean. <laughs> You not a fan? Your body is a wonder. You know, I almost, I almost got into a fucking fight with some Baylor kids because uh, one of them was looking at a magazine. It was like, this is when I worked at Blockbuster. This fucker goes over to the magazine rack, picks up like a Rolling Stone or whatever. It was one of those end of the year, like top 100 albums of the past decade or some shit. And he's flip, flipping through it. And every page is like, Ugh, seriously? Ugh. And he's like, look at this bullshit. Number one is was Kid A by fucking uh, uh, Radiohead or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. And he's like pissed off. He's like, John Mayer, like every one of his albums is better than that. And I'm just like, um... I'm sitting here checking out his friend. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not a big Mayer fan. And this fucking kid, like all three of them wearing the fucking cargo shorts, the different color pastel polos and the fucking sandals. I swear to Christ. And their backwards hats, looking like real just goofball Baylor kids. Yeah, they had the, like the, the these fucking hair college curling kids. out of the hat. Is the worst, man. And this fucking kid puts that magazine down and says, "What was that?" And I was like, "I don't." I mean, John Mayer kind of sucks, I think. And he's like, "You want to step outside?" I'm like, "Are you really about to fight me over John Mayer? 
are you really about to fight me over fucking John Mayer? He's, he's one of those guys. Who and he's, his fucking friends walk him out. I'm like, for real? Over John Mayer? Yeah, he, he's one of those guys who invite you over to have a GameCube oh party. God. I actually saw a podcast. <laughs> I, I watched a podcast that he was on, and he honestly seems like a relatively cool dude. But he's I mean, a good he musician. Makes, he it's just his shit. He writes bubblegum. It's ass so music fucking for money. It's so fucking douchey. Yeah. I mean, he's a very talented musician. He plays yeah. the fuck out of a guitar. Yeah, anyway. But, you know, his heart isn't in that fucking music. Everybody fucking knows it. I wouldn't. Except for that douchebag. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think I, so, I dude. feel like maybe he that's believes money in what music. he's... I think like, he's, I he think he, I think he believes in what he's putting out. That This is not the John Mayer fan cast, all okay, right? Okay, fine. We'll, we, will, we will refrain from talking about John Mayer. Anyway. We need to start a we need to start a list for like the end of the year or whatever of all the things that this podcast is not. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna do a best of and like yeah. there'll be a whole section, the, the a full best. ten minutes of me saying this is not the this <laughs> is well, this, I think my favorite one we've done is this is not the Steven Seagal fan cast because yeah. we were talking about him for some reason. Holy shit! Uh, anyway, uh, good times on the good buddies. Yeah. He, uh, she says, "Your body's the future of this company." And his body is a wonderland. His body is a wonderland. Mm-hmm. All right. Next scene is a pretty great one where uh, we get this great song. Uh, it starts with you seeing this cassette tape labeled "Great Track Number One," and starts playing. And there's this kid uh, sitting on top of a building, like listening to this music. Like he's got the headphones on. Uh, the kid has headphones. We don't know if it's a boy or girl. Anyway, but it plays out like one of those fucking like I said before. It plays out like one of those late night bumps on Adult Swim. Like this is the clip that like would be the commercial for when Adult Swim starts airing this. Like mm-hmm. it would just be this scene. Like it's all these different shots of the slums of this city. There's like a kid getting fed. There's like dudes like you know uh, arguing or whatever in the street. There's like dogs and shit. It's a real rundown area, but you know the people live here and they're doing okay as they can. And then we see a uh, fucking junk dog riding his bike into into this area. It's fucking it's cool ass scenes, cool ass song. Like it's a it's a good time, but um, it's very neat. It is dog in fact a great in. track number one. It is a great track number one. Uh, dog as he's rolling in he sees this huge digital billboard which uh, says it's a wonderful district life not for your average Joe and then he gets into the he gets to the venue the uh, drunk monk and Nambu's explaining to him uh, that he's gonna fall mid in the middle of round five you're gonna let the guy get in a lucky punch you're gonna go down that's how this one's working out and dog says hey can I ask you a favor and Nambu says, of course, you know, after you scrap with Yuri, I'm not going to be in your debt much longer. And he shows Nambu a Megalonia flyer. And he says, I want to be entered into this. I want in. I want to keep throwing fights. I want into Megalonia. Uh, I want to get into his ring. And Nambu gets pretty pissed off. Uh, he says, look at you talking big. Uh, you get into one little scrap with this guy and you think that you think you can get into his ring. He says, look, do you got to be a citizen to get in this thing. Do you have a citizen's ID? I didn't think so. Plus, only the top four can get in. There's no way you'll be able to get into the top four within three months. It's not happening. Just forget it. Look, you know what we're about. You know what we do. And he gives him the earpiece. And he says, to get ready. And we get another fight. This time versus Rainy Kubota. These fucking names. I love them. Uh, Nambu is instructing him. He's talking into his earpiece saying, blah, 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 do this, do that. And he's like, hey, are you listening? And he looks up. Dude does not have his earpiece in. Junk Dog is not answering. And the fight starts. 
Dog walks up, drops this fucking nerd in one hit. Just lets him fall like the sack of potatoes he is. And he then he just turns around and stares down Nanbu. Like, do something about it, Pops. And the dude does not get up. That's the match. Meanwhile, uh, we see Nanbu there looking at this in disbelief. And then he gets a tap on the shoulder from Mr. Demoto, the fucking <laughs> slimy promoter guy. And he taps him on the shoulder and then uh, points behind him at these two scary looking dudes next to the door. He's like, oh, we need to have a talk, obviously. So... Next scene, we're at a fancy restaurant. Dog's waiting at a table outside. There's no one there, obviously. The place is closed. Nanbu is in the kitchen with what we assume is some kind of mob boss. Mm-hmm. He's a very well-dressed man, slick black hair. He's got a big gold pocket watch and a whole slew of dragon sleeve tattoos yeah. going up one arm. And he's cooking up a little something. And this dude he looks fucking cool. He does look cool. Meanwhile, Nambu's sitting there sweating bullets and shitting bricks, listening to someone in the next room getting the shit kicked out of him. There's just screaming coming from the other room. Obviously, uh, you get the idea very quickly that obviously Nambu's in some shit, and this is the guy he owes yeah, shit he's, to. He's with, he's in dealing with some yakuza stuff or mm-hmm. something like that. It's a bad time. Uh, so Nambu falls to the ground, nose on the fucking tiles, and is apologizing to Mister Fujimaki, is what his name is. And Fujimaki looks at him. He says, do you know what fondue gibir is? Or however you pronounce that. It's this soup he's making. He explains, he gives a brief explanation for it, which is kind of threatening. He says, uh, you know, you hunt wild game. You cook the soup. If you cook the soup long enough, the stock, you make stock from it. You can uh, get 500 grams of bone, 500 grams of uh, stew or whatever. You know, nothing's wasted. Then he looks at Nambu and he says, how much do you weigh? Because ain't nothing going to be wasted here. <laughs> Except you. It's pretty, pretty threatening. And Nanbu like sits back down at the table. And as he explains all this, Nanbu fucking like slam. Well, first he walks over and he says, uh, here, try this. Uh, and he has Nanbu drink this soup. He pours some into the thing and Nanbu just picks up the fucking plate, the bowl and just like drinks it. It's like dribbling down his fucking cheek and shit. And then he puts the plate down and then he sl- he bows so hard and so fast. He just slams his fucking head into this metal table. And begs, begs, begs for a chance to pay him back. And Fujimaki says, uh, okay, you can pay me back. But uh, we need to shore up this little incident first. He tosses him a knife and says, why don't you cut out your other eye? He's only got one now. And then uh, we'll call that even. <clears throat> and uh, Nambu asks, well, what about my partner? And he says, oh, really? You're trying to throw the kid at us? Oh, don't worry about him. We're going to be making money off him until he's dead in my ring. And when he says, in my ring, Nambu remembers what Junk Dog was talking to him about. And he he says, you know what? No, fuck this. He reaches in his back pocket, slams that flyer on the table and says, I'll pay you back in full once he wins this. And then we cut to outside. It's Dog and Nambu standing next to a bridge, uh, on a bridge or something, looking over this water and... Uh, Dog's at, dog asked, well, what happened? I mean, are we off the hook or what? And Nanbu has both his eyes, thank God, and tells him... His one eye. Well, he has his one eye. You're right. He has his one eye. He didn't lose the other eye. He has his one eye. He didn't grow another eye. Thank you for correcting yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, uh, Nanbu tells him, well, no. I mean, here's, here's the point. We got to win Megalonia. And this is going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But we're going to do... And Dog just cuts him off. He's like, we just got to win, right? I'm not losing again, not until I get my hands on Yuri. And then we get to this scene with a lot of them in uh, 
Fujimaki's little hideout. He's got his like computer dude reprogramming an ID that apparently they they fucking scrubbed this other guy and they got his ID, so they're gonna reprogram it for Joe because he gotta have a citizen's ID to get into this thing. Well, he's not Joe yet, but he's still junk dog. But he uh, he's reprogramming it, and we see what happened in that kitchen. Uh, Fujimaki, after he explains this, after Nanbu says, no, we're going to win this thing and I'll pay you back. He says, oh, what can you frauds do? And he says, I've got a plan and I'm going to show you what us frauds can do. And he takes that fucking knife. This, I got to point this out because Nanbu takes that goddamn knife that Fujimaki told him to cut his eye out with and he stabs it through the flyer, through the table, pinning it to the table. This is a metal table. (laughs) How fucking strong is this dude? Yeah. He just stabbed a knife through a metal table. Whatever. Not the point. But my dude has a plan. Don't know if it's a good plan, but he's got it. Back with the computer boy, Dog has to pick out a name, and he thinks for a second. Well, he, uh, the computer guy says, all right, all that's left is the name. And he looks at Fujimaki, and Fujimaki looks at Nambu, and Nambu says, well, it's his fucking ID. Let him pick the name. And he sits there for a second, and I would think, remembering that sign, not for your average Joe, he says, Joe. And then Nambu's like, Joe. Joe, huh? <laughs> and they just spend, they all just take a second going, Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe. It's got a nice ring to it. Which is, I thought, a fun scene. The, like, music comes in, like, it's like a, ding, 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 like, like, oh, shit, this is where it starts. It's pretty sweet. But that's how he gets his name. And then the last thing we see before the credits is Joe uh, pulls off that fucking, uh, bandage that was over his cheek from where Yuri had knocked him the fuck out and there's a big ass scar a vaguely j-shaped scar left on his cheek pretty cool stuff and that's episode two on to oh wait what's the little thingy at the end the the little thing on the end says no man has ever died twice mumbled the gambler nice the episode was called the man only dies once then it reads no man has ever died twice Mumbled the gambler. Nice. That was cool. I like that one. Get some a lot. little lines. Yeah. Uh, episode three. Episode three. Gear is dead. Shit, dude. All right. Episode three starts with Nambu at the International Megalobox Association, and he walks in. He's got a little suit on. He's looking as good as he possibly can, I guess. This little dude for this slummy kind of guy, and he gets chased by a Roomba. Which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he also gets recognized by some of the other agents in here. They turn and they say, well, if it isn't Nanbu. And he's like, he talks to him for a second. He's like, uh, I can't really talk. Uh, got, got, a, got a new guy found. He's going to be a real spitfire. Yeah, all right. Uh, I got to go register him. Bye. And he goes and he registers Joe with that, with that forged ID. And Joe is starting. We see a few like rankings and you see this... It just drops to the bottom. He's starting at number 257. But I would like to talk, if I could, for a second about the goddamn names on this fucking... Yes, Brandon's been waiting this whole time. I took some pictures. He took some photos. Guys, these names are amazing. We only see, like, you can only... If you pause it, the best I could do is seeing number 221 down to the bottom of 257, which is where Joe is. But um, some of these names... Here's a few of my favorites. Rabbit Ukita. Guinea Pigs Horino, who is part of Team 8. Also on Team 8, Giraffe Kato. Uh, just below him at 227, Mongoose Yoimura. <laughs> like these, this shit's amazing. You also got Sheep Sato and Finnick Scott, who's on Team E-Face. Oh, there's also uh, Mole Hopkins. Who can forget Mole Hopkins? 
Can't forget him. But holy shit, dude. These names are amazing. Also on uh, Team E-Face with our good buddy um, uh, Phoenix Scott, down toward the bottom, you've got Reindeer Marquez, which might be my favorite. Reindeer Marquez. Just above Squirrel Also. <laughs> They really went all out on the animal names, huh? These names are these names are amazing. It reminds me a lot of like playing fucking. Are there any that aren't related to an animal? You know what? I think they're all animal. Some of them are a little weird. Like uh, they all like there's a sea otter, Ruiz, llama, Yoshida, boar, nutria. I don't know what that is. That's probably some kind of animal. Nutria. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, badger, cow, trout. <laughs> this is good stuff. Meerkat, Watanabe. Hell yeah. Zebra, Ito. A nutria, bro. It's either an it animal is, or a flower. Um, a large semi aquatic uh, beaver like rodent native to South America. Hell yeah, Nutria Irahara. Are you kidding me? That sounds rad. Oh, He's man. like, it's like a weird capybara. You, I'm pretty sure that you've seen him. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. They have super, super duper orange teeth. Oh, yeah. They're like beavers, but their teeth are even more orange. Wild, dude. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look, look at this guy, dude. Looks like he got a pecan for some teeth. Hell yeah, he looks like a he looks like a slightly modified capybara. You ever seen the the cover art to um, the third Halloween movie? <laughs> He's got that little pumpkin mask. It looks like okay. that's in his mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. All right. Anyway, yeah, I'll stop. There's a few on the of the name. Now. I'm not gonna lie. There's another scene where you see some of these uh, some of these rankings. I got some names <laughs> from that one too, but we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway. Uh, starting at the very bottom, ranked 257 out of 257, and Nanbu kind of sized to starting at the bottom. It's not like you had to remind me. And on the news, we then see rank two fighter Spider Pepe Iglesias. Yeah. These fucking names. Spider Pepe, man. Spider Pepe. It's not Pepe. It's, it's Pepe. I think it's Pepe. No, dude. it's Pepe. They say Pepe. You son of a bitch. Yuri. Is, of course, ranked number one. This guy, Spider Pepe Iglesias, is number two. And we get to see in this scene uh, Yuri training with some kind of crazy high-tech equipment. It reminds me a lot of if you've ever... I know they used to have this one at one of the arcades at the mall before that arcade shut down. It was one of those... It was like a Fist of the North Star game where the little panels would pop out and you had to punch them back in. Yeah, you had to do the thousand crack fist on it. Yeah, it looks like that shit that Yuri's training on, except it's like got these crazy huge arms that are like flinging these fucking things all around him, and he just like going everywhere on it. He's got this crazy mass thing that's apparently controlling his breathing, I would guess. And he's going at it, he's going in, and he's doing really good. I forget the exact record he gives him, but it was like 82 hits, 71% or some bullshit like that. Like good shit. Really good, really good scores or whatever. But then he stops, he turns it off. And he turns to walk away from it. And then he remembers Joe telling him, what, that's your real Megalo boxing? Uh, and he stops. And obviously that got to him because he turns right the fuck around and goes back to his training thing. He's not, he's gonna, he's pushing himself. Joe is fucking pushing this guy without even actually seeing him. Like one fucking time, they, uh, twice they interacted and it's, it got to him clearly. Um... But then we see Nanbu meeting with Mr. Fujimaki again, uh, having a nice little, little, little beer, dropping a shot in a beer, some kind of flaming Dr. Pepper situation. But uh, they talk about uh, Joe. They talk about Junk Dog. They talk about Joe. And he, uh, Fujimaki tells him, hey, he's your dog. You need to make sure he's obedient. And uh, Nanbu just tells him, hey, we, we understand what's at stake here. Don't worry. And he pounds this drink. And then Joe and Nanbu, we get a shot of them talking strategy. They're living in this little uh, 
this little boat like on the river and uh nambu tells him listen don't even think about yuri right now you got three months to rise through the ranks so this is going to be grueling you got five matches is the best we can do uh five matches five wins yeah and they also talk about yuri's gear for a bit uh, as they're driving here uh yuri's got this custom gear uh and there's no lag from it. He's bigger, stronger, and faster too. He's the first member of the DK. All right, but um, yeah, he's <laughs> fuck you. Roger's just shaking his head at me. I thought that was pretty good. It was good, dude. He is bigger, stronger, and faster too. But they talk about this gear. Joe's like, well, why can't we just get some fancy gear? He's like, no way. Like that stuff's custom made. It won't work for anyone else. Your body couldn't even handle it, man. That guy trained even without the gear. His body is so much uh, better trained than yours. It won't happen. And Joe's like, you got a mighty, mighty strong, strong opinion of this guy. Mm. Won't you marry him then? But uh, yeah, and and uh, uh, Nambu also tells him we can't afford it anyway. Um. They stop for a second as Nambu almost hits an old lady and then honks at her. And uh, <laughs> a girl, a girl selling some apples on the street, runs over and like gets one, uh, gives one to Joe. And Joe takes. He's like, "Cool." And then they drive off. And as they're driving, Joe looks up and sees this little, uh, this little cross hanging from the rearview mirror, which has a saying on it in Spanish, which I did look up. It says, uh, translates to "God squeezes but doesn't drown." Or, well, okay, so the word it uses, if you use the masculine form with the O on the end, it translates to choke, which I think makes more sense. But God squeezes but doesn't choke. God squeezes but doesn't drown. Basically, you're going to hurt. You ain't going to die. It's good stuff. But uh, as he's he's also remembering the fight with Yuri as they're driving after he reads that. And then Nanbu's like, hey, are you even listening to me? And he looks up. He's like, what? And then he looks down and realizes that apple he just got, he has crushed it like to just a core like he was so so intense remembering this fight with yuri it's good stuff so then the next scene we get a bunch of street kids oh hell these fucking hooligans man these little hooligans uh okay here's all the names i believe i think i got them all because they they don't tell you all at once they one of them in particular you don't find out until a bit later but oicho is the little one it's like appears to be the youngest uh got a shirt like with the sleeves way past their hands and just bloop, bloop, bloop. these little fucking kids um Satio is the one with the hat and that's the one that we're going to spend the most time with it seems and we also have Bonjiri which is the chubby guy who we see a little bit later and lastly the one who is maybe the de facto leader kind of seems to be running things mostly uh we find out later is named Santa <laughs> or maybe Santa but it's fun to say it's either Santa, way. Santa, dude. Little Santa. Hi, I'm Santa. He's got this weird little top knot, like goofy haircut. But uh, they're aiming to scam this guy who's selling cameras, and they do just that. Basically, they have yeah, a little. They rob his sorry ass blind. The little guy Oichi, uh, Oicho like distracts him. He's like, "Hey, can I see your camera?" He's like, "Get out of here, kid!" Meanwhile, fucking Santa runs over, drops a little like robot mouse into the thing. And Satio has the control for it and is making it. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Apparently, this thing is just like a hacking device because he uses it to break into a place later. But he got and like gets the fucking thing, like dancing around in there. Oicho's like, "Hey, there's a mouse chewing up on your cameras," and he's like, "Oh, oh, what the hell?" And he opens it and pulls it out. And while he's doing that, the other kids just like run in and grab cameras out of his fucking thing and bail. So they managed to steal a few cameras. Um, 
Then we cut to Joe and Nambu who are getting parts at Goskino, I think it was called. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing the guy who runs the place is Goskino, but I don't know. It's the sign. That's what the sign says anyway. So it seems like some kind of pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see the kids running up like as they're in there getting parts for uh, Joe's gear. Nambu, as the dude goes to the back, spots a sweet set of gear, says it's com- comparable to the latest model. It's really good stuff. Just as fast, uh, about as fast as the as the latest models. This this stuff could really give them an edge if they could get it. And meanwhile, this big bouncer dude uh, brags that his gear has more power. This huge fucking guy wearing this massive gear behind him. No uh, no gloves on his. It's important to point out because this dude is not using it to box and fight. He's using it to beat the shit out of people. He's right. like a bouncer for this place. Uh, we find out his name is Potemkin Higashi. Higashi. Yeah. Former Megaloboxer. Uh, <clears throat> dude is uh, pretty pretty imposing. What was his rank? Did they say his rank? Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, actually. It's in my notes. You think I missed that? I will miss nothing. This is the episode I wrote seven pages on, man. I ain't missing nothing. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> you never know when something might come back, man. I want to make sure I mention it. But the kids show up. They're trading their ill-gotten cameras for some red candy, we find out in a second. But... Meanwhile, while the guy takes their stuff and goes to the back to get whatever they're getting, uh, Joe mentions uh, Megalonia and Sachio, who's sitting there, uh, who just handed off the camera, perks up. He's like, huh? He's like, huh? And fucking Potemkin Higashi, the the big guy, he's like, what, you think you're getting in over someone who was ranked 96th once? It's pretty good. He was ranked 96. And I love this scene because fucking Joe just looks over at Nambu. He's like, you ever heard of this guy? No, never. And he gets all pissed. It's great. But uh, the kids are paid in red candy, which Nanbu immediately, as they're, as they're, Sachio gets it, hands the three others, like, their candies, and they all start eating, and they're just like, hmm, and fucking Nanbu says, yeah, that stuff will rot your brain, kids, and yeah, the guy like running drug, the place, it seems like it, because yeah. the guy running the place says, hey, man, these kids are street urchins, they've only ever lived on the streets, but... This uh, this little bit uh, this stuff helps them escape the harsh reality, and I'm like, this seems fucked up. Yeah, is this drugs? Are those are they giving drugs they, to I the children? They are drugs. It sure as hell seems like it. It's weird, but he only gives them three pieces, even though there's four kids. Sachio goes without. He is pissed off. He uh, argues with the dude. And ends up breaking his snow globe in the process. This little snow globe he's got sitting on his thing and cuts the guy's arms with... uh, The guy's arm ends up getting cut with it when it breaks on his arm. And uh, he's all pissed off. He pulls out a knife and starts going after this kid. But Joe jumps in, ducks, dodges, bobs, and weaves all the dude's slices and manages to grab his hand. He's like, come on. And eventually, like, the dude calls for, uh, you know, Higashi, his big boy, and... Like, by then, they, they finally, you know, managed to get out, and they're leaving. But Joe does have a new cut across the bridge of his nose. And fucking Nambu's like, why would you even do that? Just stay out of this shit. You could have got hurt. You know, we got to fight, man. And he says, yeah, well, he was just a kid. Not a cute kid, but still. Which is a pretty good line. Uh, Nambu um, has procured them somehow this rundown bridge... Uh, this rundown gym under a bridge down by the river and he, he explains that uh while they're getting ready they're about you to know do what? A little... if there was anywhere in the world that i would want to train something like that by bridge it'd be under that bridge by the river yeah yeah 
It's a good place to... Yeah, it's a nice little zone there, man. Yeah, and you can go for a jog down by the river, yeah. which is what Joe does in a second. Yeah, it makes sense. It does look fucking shitty, though. It does look shitty, but... It's real shitty. I mean, there's no walls, even. It's just it's just open. But that's where you it's go to get... the homeless gym. That's where you go to get hard, dude. <laughs> okay. You get super no, hard. You know where I go to get hard? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, Nambu explains that they got a fight set up with this guy ranked 185 Sar- Shark Samajima uh, also called the man eater 70% of his losses were over disqualification so he's got trouble finding opponents he'll fight pretty much anyone he can get because no one wants to fight the guy because he's known for being real real dirty Nambu's got some training shots with Joe here um and uh, Nambu's got like this training gear on with the with the big pads. Is like Joe's not wearing anything, and uh, well, he, I mean he's wearing pants. He doesn't have a shirt on. He doesn't have a gear on. And he's explaining to him he's got something he needs to show him. And they start training, and Nambu like as as Joe's punching and shit, and like you know they're sparring. He just pow slaps him in the side of the head like mid fight. He's like, what the hell? They go at it again. He just hits him again. He says. You focus on trying to intercept and you keep letting your guard down. Hits Joe two times while this is happening. He says, stop trying to parry when you don't need to and keep that guard up. And uh, Joe's like, well, hey, shouldn't I be wearing my gear or something? He says, no, no, no. Your gear's being updated. No matter how good the gear is, it always comes down to who's wearing it. Good stuff. The kids are watching from nearby and Sachio looks up Joe's stats on that little, uh, little thingy he's got little computer thing he's got and sees that he's ranked last and they're like oh fuck this and they they fuck off into the night uh the next day though they are back there again and satcho's the only one paying attention the other kids are playing in a puddle and nambu gets pissed off they're distracting him but satcho's sitting there really intently watching all this and joe's trying out his updated upgraded gear and Nambu's telling him, oh, yeah, this is going to be good stuff. It ought to hit two, maybe three times harder. It's going to be great. And Sachio's like, wrong, and just interrupts him and gets in the ring. You can't win with that gear. And he explains that it may be more powerful, but the extra weight is going to strain his arms and that he's not going to be able to make it past round one with that gear if he can't keep his arm, if he can't, like, you know, keep his stamina going. It does it, More power, less speed, it's not going to work. And Pops, Pops agrees. He says, man, you know a lot for a little kid, but he tells him, listen, we got no other choice here. There's nothing else we can do w- about this. And Sachio tries to get in his face. Nambu, like, they struggle with each other. He's like, come on, beat it, kid. And as they're doing so, his hat falls off. And we see uh, some kind of family photo inside the hat. It what appears to be Sachio and a man and a woman. And they seem to be dressed pretty nicely. So we don't know what this kid's story is. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing we'll find out later. You will. Cool. But um, Joe picks it up. uh doesn't appear to have noticed the picture maybe, but he asks Sachio why he keeps coming over and Sachio grabs his hat back and puts it on and, and says, Hey, if you're really going to Megalonia, will you take me with you? And Joe says, listen, we don't have time to be looking after some kid who can't even handle himself. Like, you know, piss off. Sochio runs off and calls him quote, a bottom ranked bastard, which I thought was pretty good. Later, Nanbu's all pissed off. It's nighttime. He's on the boat that they're staying on and throwing empty bottles against the wall and whatnot. Says, yeah, I know that gear won't last, but he's desperate. He remembers com- uh, his conversations with Fujimaki and dude doesn't want to die because he can't win. They, he, they can't win these fights. So he's going to take whatever he can. Uh, that night, we see Sachio breaking into the pawn shop. 
using that little device of his. And I don't know if it like just straight up hacked the door. Like, is this a do anything? Is it a fucking tricorder? Or if he's using that little mouse or something to like hit the lock on the other side. I don't know. But whatever it is, he used that little device he's got to break in. And he gets in and he goes to the back area where we know that gear is and he sees something. And then we hear someone coming that way and then it cuts back. Joe is finishing a run to find a fire on the boat. His fucking gear has overheated and burst into flames. And Nambu's putting it out. It's overheated. And they're all pissed off. It's like, what the hell are we going to do now? And then the kids, without Sachio, show up. They've got a big wagon that they're pulling with a bike. And it's that gear from the pawn shop. They explain that Sachio got caught stealing that gear, but he told them they had to get it to had to get it to Joe. And they're saying, please, please, they're begging him, you gotta help Sachio, you gotta help Sachio. We cut back to Sachio, and he is getting fucking knuckled around by Potemkin, the big guy, Higashi. Um, shop owner says he wants his gear back. Sachio says he was just taking it back, taking back what's theirs. They found that gear, they paid he paid him next to nothing for it. Doesn't it's not right, so that he just took it back. Eh, shitty, but deal's a deal, yeah. dude. Uh, Big Boy is putting the literal squeeze on Sachio. He actually starts bleeding from his nose as he just squeezes his tiny little body. These kids are like fucking seven tops. Like, they're yeah, tiny. Seven to ten. Seven to ten, somewhere in that range. And as he's, like, squeezing the life out of his kid, all of a sudden, Joe's fucking motorcycle, with Joe right behind it, flies through the window and nails his... Fu- uh, like, they everybody ducks and out of the way. And... He punches the shit out of shop, dude, grabs the kid, and he's like, hey, why the hell, why do you care so much? Like, he actually says that. Like, Sachio, as he's passing out, tells him, you needed that gear, and Joe's just like, why do you care? And then outside, they get outside, and Joe takes Sachio back over to Pops and the kids. The kids run over, like, with fucking bandsaws and, like, fucking uh, uh, crowbars and shit, like, they're gonna do something, because big boys just come out, too. And Joe tells him, oh, no, 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 I got this. And he walks over, pulls off his jacket, and he's wearing that badass gear. And when he start, when they start going at it, it's looking pretty good. There's a great scene where, like, they start fighting, but he blocks a couple punches. That gear starts a sparking and breaking because dude is not wearing boxing gloves. And it is not, you know, that's, that's designed to, like, you know, keep you from breaking yeah. your shit. In fact, metal on metal, no, the big boy stuff is definitely just going to shatter yours. And it does. The stuff fucking breaks down, sparks up. Sachio runs over and grabs a crowbar and gets it off of him. And Nambu says, we got to get the hell out of here. And Joe stands up. He says, no, 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 no. And he uh, looks at him and he says, it's not the gear, but it's who's wearing it. And he looks at Nambu and he says, hey, you're a good, uh, you're you're the master ta- tactician. What should I do here? And he says, well, your punches are getting to him. Like he got a few hits on, on the guy and the dude is bleeding from his nose and ears. He's doing work, but he says... What you're going to have to do is counter. You're going to have to dodge and counter. And it's all going to come down to whether that big boy throws a right or a left. And Sachio says he can call it. He'll make the call. And the uh, and Joe starts running toward him. And Sachio is explaining that the gear, the dude's gears have a different sound, whether it's the right or left side. And he hears this high-pitched word, and he says it's a left. And fucking Joe runs in, ducks it, and decks this fucker like just ducks and delivers like straight to the dude's head he goes down and then joe goes back grabs his jacket walks back over to the truck and he starts to get in and sachio's like okay and he starts to like turn around like he's gonna leave and joe tells him hey you're coming to megalonia with us right where are you going 
And then they get in and Nanbu says, all right, well, this is fucked up. We got no gear, but I got a plan. And that's episode three. That's episode three. Did you say what rank he was? Who, that guy? Yeah. The, the big Timken? boy? Yeah. 96. That's 96, that's that okay. earlier. Yeah. I just miss you saying it. His damn dogs are out there barking, so you know it's distracting me. Oh, you'll be fine. They do pick up on the mics, but just barely. You got to turn the volume all the way up. Ain't nobody paying attention to that. I think they are, dude. They're too I know busy hearing there. the sultry sounds of our voices. Mm, do you hear me in I'm your ear right knock now? Knock on the neighbor's door, dude. Right at one night in the middle of the night. Like, I'm, hey, a little, I'm a little fly in your hey, ear. Hey, it's 11 buzz, p.m. Buzz, 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 Why the hell are your dogs buzz, 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 so barking? Bring them inside. Mm. That's what I'm going to tell them. The worst. Now I'm going to megaloboxer boxer teeth in. No, you're not. No, I'm not. You would never. That. You're a fucking pacifist. <laughs> anyway, the, what did we have a little end quote at yes, that one? Yes, we did. What was it? Uh, you're just crying sour grapes. Machines don't breathe to begin with. Fun. Yeah. You're just crying sour grapes. Machines don't breathe to begin with. Yeah. Cry, so don't cry over your <clears throat> gear is dead. Don't yeah. cry over it because it's just a machine anyway. Who gives a shit? All right. Episode four. Let's dance with death. This is a good one. Uh, Joe, Nambu, and Satya are standing about to enter this big arena, and the referee is announcing Shark Samajima. It's the day of the fight. And then, as he, he enters, to a pretty good fanfare. Uh, as they're about to walk in, Nanbu and uh, Satya are like, this is crazy, right? And Nanbu's like, well, you think anyone sane would do what we're about to? And the announcer, the referee announces, from the west corner, I believe, Gearless Joe. And the, the fucking door opens. Joe takes off his jacket. He walks in. He is fighting nude. He has his pants on. He has no gear. He is fighting without his robo arms. The night previous, Nambu is explaining that they have to make an impact. Essentially, he's got a gimmick. Essentially. Yeah. But more importantly, fighting with uh, fighting gearless is guaranteeing that attention will be paid. And those first three fights are going to be all about building a reputation. Yeah. They got to fight with the guy at 185. He's down at two, like 57. So that's a huge jump. And then two and three, the two and three will be more reputation building, getting more attention, more attention, more attention. And those final two fights, uh, four and five are going to be what actually breaks him into the top spots. That's the plan. And he says again, his plan has changed so many times, and now this is a true underdog story at this point. Nambu explains, no gear, five fights, five wins. That's my plan. And Joe Joe says, all right, I'm all in, because the goal is not just to get there. That's how they get there, these five fights. Mm-hmm. But it's not just getting there. Joe wants to win, <clears throat> and he intends to. So the crowd, as Joe enters and gets into the ring, they fucking hate him. They're throwing jokes. Hey, do you need a loan to get some gear? Hey, did you forget something, buddy? And they are booing and they're screaming at him. And the ref explains to the crowd, hey, they requested to fight with that gear and there is no regulation that says they have to. No rules are broken. This will be a standard fight, but one of them isn't ha- doesn't have gear. And that's it. And the crowd is insulted. They see it as an insult to megaloboxing. They say, one guy screams, uh, kill this guy, Samajima. He's making a mockery of megaloboxing. And as they get ready, Joe is shaking in the corner. And Nambu notices it, and he tells him, hey, it's your last, time, last chance to run. He says, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just excited. And the fight starts versus Shark Samajima. 
And they start by jabbing at each other. Shark jo- has some cool gear, too. Shark has some cool-ass gear. It's this crazy-ass, like, blue metal going down both arms. It's got these, like, little pistons that pop off and spin and whir around and then go back in, like, on his shoulders. Yeah. It's pretty sick-looking, man. Uh, but as we've already heard, dude's kind of a, uh asshole who likes to get disqualified for fucking around and going a little too hard, it seems. And this is obviously getting under his skin because everybody's pissed and he's pissed too when they face off in the middle of the ring he actually like like leans in and i think he tells him you're dead or something like that uh and joe's like yeah just try it so fight starts and uh they're they're just jabbing at each other man joe gets a few good hits in and then uh but you know a fucking samajima goes at him and gets one good punch in, and Joe has to throw up his arms and block it, which normally you'd have some gear. This would not be so bad, but mm-hmm. you ain't got no gear. This fucker takes that hit, flies backwards into the ropes, and flops onto the ground, and he stays there for a while. They really milk this one in the fucking anime. Yeah. He is laying there. The whole ring, like <clears throat> it's a high-tech ring, the whole ring like turns red with these white stripes on it, like like a warning kind of thing. It is bad. And he lays there just going uh, like for a while. And Nambu screaming, Joe, get up. And the fucking crowd's going nuts. Samaj- uh, Samajima is over here in the fucking like at the ropes, like with his hands up, like, yeah, fuck this guy. Right. And the crowd loves it. They fucking hate Joe. Joe finally gets up nine right count. at nine. Yep. Yeah. A fucking nine count. And Joe, he stands there. He puts his hands up. And uh, Samajima comes at him, and the bell goes, and Joe was not even moving. He was not, he, he didn't even try, like when dude was running at him, he didn't move, he didn't try to duck, he didn't do anything. He was about to get fucking steamrolled. Yeah. And we can make the argument that maybe he knew the fucking bell was about to ring, but no, the dude is shook. He is very shaken here. And back in the corner, Nambu's trying to tell him, hey, what the hell was that? You weren't even moving toward the end. But Joe isn't even present, man. He is breathing hard. He is sweating. He's still shaking. He's freaked. He's freaked out real bad. Outside the ring, Sachio's like looking at this like, oh, what the hell? And ends up accidentally spilling the ice bucket. Nambu tries to go over, uh, go through the ropes and fucking falls. And the team's a laughing stock. Everyone's just laughing and making fun of him. Uh, and as Joe gets up for the next round and gets into the ring, he feels his feet start sinking. The ring suddenly is like water and he's just like, uh, he's real sluggish. He can barely move, man. It's, it's not looking good. And as he's in there, he spends almost the entire round just running away from Samajima, just ducking and getting away from him anytime he can. He almost like goes the fuck down when like Samajima goes in for a huge punch and he like ducks at the last second against the ropes. And he just keeps running. The crowd is yelling at him. Hey, quit running, you asshole. Like, actually fight, etc., etc. Samajima ends up fouling him, grabs him in a headlock, throws him down, and straight up ground pounds this dude. That counts as one fucking foul. And you get yeah. three, apparently. That seemed, like, that seemed like a lot more than one to me. But his corner, the guys in his corner call him off and they remind him, hey... If you foul out again, you're banned from the uh, fighting. So you got to get this right. So he gets up. Uh, Nambu is screaming, hey, fight back. Why aren't you fighting back? And his feet keep sinking. They just keep. He can't move right, man. The the whole ring just feels like jello to this guy. Sachio 
is with Nambo and he he grab he grabs his arm and tells him, "Hey, Joe's moving around weird, man. Come on." And, Sat- and Nambu just pushes him away from him. Round is round ends. Nambu and Joe are arguing. Sachio gets up on the turnbuckle behind fucking Joe and dumps the water ball onto Nambu and manages to shut them both up. And he says, uh, listen, you can't, we gotta, you gotta focus on this, man. He says, Nambu, you're no better than the rest of the crowd. You're yelling at Joe when he's one punch away from death. And Joe, you're no better either, thinking you can do this all on your own because Joe's telling him. Nambu, the whole time they're arguing, is saying, hey, you gotta fight back if, if you can't win if you can't hit him. And Joe's like, well, he can't win if he can't hit me. That's not a good strategy. You ain't gonna yeah. time this fucker out. But yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's rough stuff. Um, and Satio actually starts crying. He says, no, I'm not crying. He just pulls his head, his hat over his face. And Nanbu says, realizes, yeah, you're right. And he says, hey, Joe. And Joe's like, yeah, I got it. I got I to gotta hit him. I got it. I, gotta, I just got to fight back. And he says, no, Joe. And he sits him down. And Joe's like, what? What, man? And Nanbu looks at him and says, listen, fear is a human instinct. It's there to keep you safe, but boxers have to keep have to take that fear and master it. Your body is telling you that you're afraid, but you got to use it. And fucking Joe looks down and sees his arms are still shaking, and he like grabs one of them to try and stop it, but he just keeps shaking. And Nambu says, eh, "Some some second I am. I didn't even notice." Yeah, he's got that uh, arm spaghetti, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spaghetti on spaghetti already. God damn. It. His arm spaghetti, knees weeks, arm spaghetti. <laughs> His vomit on spaghetti already. It's Jose Mile, dude. <laughs> the worst. Anyway, but yeah, Nobu called it, and Joe can't move like usual. And he says, "Listen." He he reassures him, and he tells him, "You got. You're gonna use that fear. You're gonna use it. But you got to remember that <clears throat> you can't make this on your own. But there's three of us." And Joe kind of sm- smirks at him and looks at him and says, "All right, tell me what to do." And Joe walks back in, and he's got a new confidence. And he's light on his feet. He starts he tippity tapping anymore. He starts tippity around. He's floating like a butterfly. He might just sting like a bee. We'll find out. But he's tippity tapping around that ring like he's like he's goddamn Fred Astaire, man. He is light on his feet. And Samajima keeps getting uh, gets close uh, as he as he's getting closer. Joe's just like ducking, diving everywhere. And Nambu is telling him, "Yeah, don't let him lead. You make him dance with her. Dance with you." And Joe gets in a few good hits. He's dodging everything. And when Samajima goes in for that big, big punch, Joe just, as he's ducking backward, pivots and just slams this fucker. I mean, from way down here. He's got this crazy overhand right that he just nails this fucker with. With this crate. Like, you can trace the arch from his foot all the way up to his, uh, up to his goddamn hand. It is a huge power hit. And this fucker goes down real hard and the count gets to seven before the ref runs over and calls it it's over dude is out a minute 17 into round three and it starts slow with one guy yep but there there's a fucking the clap happens the applause fucking happens and god damn it he won that fight yep uh but he yeah whooped a little ass. he, he whooped a little, he he a little, little cheeseburger but yeah, it was a good one, man. Uh, and they start screaming, great job, you proved us wrong. And they fucking love it. They fucking love it. They fucking love them, dude. Joe they and Nanbu uh, have a little talk on the way back. They kind of, uh, you know, make up. Sachio is snoozing in the back. 
but in his sleep he screams out uh you think you phonies will, you phonies will never make it to uh megalonia or something like that as he's snoozing which is pretty great and then we get a montage of the next two fights joe fights oso hormignero uh which gets him up to rank 39 and then beats albert kashima uh, and gets up to 102. Now, Albelt, I don't believe, is an animal name, but it's just Albert with an L, but whatever. Uh, and we also see Yukiko looking over the rankings. And let me tell you... Okay, I gotta interrupt us one more time for these fucking uh, rankings and numbers. Because Joe moves up... Uh, now, here's... First off, in the previous set, we had... Polar Bear, Shirakawa, Donkey Vegeta, Trout Sanchez, and Meerkat Watanabe. All of those guys. Did you say Donkey Vegeta? Fujita. Yes. Donkey Fujita. Fujita. Now, I will point out, all four of those fuckers were ranked 246, 247, 248, 249, those same four names. And now, when we cut back, they're ranked 135, 136, 137, 138. That is more than 100 fucking jumps up. Y'all didn't think I was going to pause this, did you, Megalobox? You didn't think I was going to read this shit. I want to know how them four motherfuckers <laughs> jumped up that goddamn high. That don't make no sense at all. But I digress. <laughs> maybe, That's they're, when, maybe they're on that Joe track. Dude. Maybe they're on that Joe track. But more importantly, we really got to talk about this one because we also see Yukiko looking over the goddamn rankings. And the names on here, first of all, there's some pretty great ones. Uh... Ranked at number 83, Elephant, Yokoyama. We got Sardine Weaver, Nicholas Wolf. That's a good one. Uh, Fedo Smith, Hound Diaz, etc., etc. Mole Hopkins is up there. He was way down low. He jumped up too. Y'all tell me about that one. Porcupine Hatton. That's amazing. Bobcat Bob. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's, that's my kind of name, dude. That's your dude from uh, Let's Go. Yeah, Bob man. the Big Bobcat. He's <laughs> Bob the Bobcat, dude. Uh, there's also a guy named... In two boy, I can't read that one good. Uh, Shimp O'Brien, S H M P. There's no, there's no vowel in there. Just S H M P. Shimp, shrimp, Sh- maybe shrimp. But uh, Golden Kanabako, good stuff. We have to talk about this though, because ranked at number one hundred, I swear to Christ, Mighty R Kelly. What the fuck is R Kelly doing in this anime? <laughs> 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 Mighty R. Kelly, huh? Mighty R. Kelly is ranked number 100 on this list. Mr. PP himself? What the fuck is that, man? He peeing him with his he peeing his way to the top. Hey man, that that guy's getting fucking me too. He's he's got a lot of accusations against him. It is not a good time. I mean, we've already knew that shit. Oh yeah. It's not good. But fuck R. Kelly and fuck this. <laughs> Why is he in there? Why is Mighty R. Kelly on this list? And I swear to God, it's like Mighty.r.kelly. From Team RB, R&B. Yeah, Team R&B. Like, this isn't, this is, uh, this is, that's a reference. I'm not crazy. I'm pretty sure you're not crazy, dude. Anyway, that's a good one. Uh, I would also like to point out, rank number 104, God Bolus. <laughs> Nickel Bolus? Maybe. There's some good shit in here. Fox Inky. Uh, Rhinoceros Miller, Nautilus Robinson, hell yeah! It reminds me a lot of when you of playing like fucking uh, 
Metal Gear Solid Five, and yeah. you had all those recruits. It was like this is Golden uh, Links, Golden Links, and Bastard Crab was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Bastard Crab. Anyway, that's enough names. I'm Angry done with the names. Ostrich. I'm done with the names for right now. But rest of goddamn sure that if they fucking show more of these rankings, I'm pausing it every time and taking pictures of these names because they're amazing. But I digress. Kelly in there, dude. Fucking mighty! I can't believe that bullshit <laughs> from Team R and B. Are you kidding me? Gonna it's R. Kelly, poo-poo. dude. R. Kelly is... Gonna give you some PEP. <laughs> R. Kelly's Megalobox. It's the fucking dude. worst. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. R. Kelly's a monster, and he doesn't deserve to have any fame anymore. All right. Uh, we see Yukiko looking over the rankings. She is shocked and maybe a little bit appalled to see that Joe is on the list. Back at the trash gym, which is what I'm calling it, Nanbu has erected a sign calling the... gym under the bridge? Well, no. Then now they're Team Nowhere. Yeah. That's what the sign says anyway. And Joe says, well, it's better than what you wanted to call it, which he pulls out a piece of paper that says the Nambu Gasuka Gym, which is pretty good. Gonsuka, I believe is the name. Nanbu Gonsuka. Uh, Satya says it's pretty great because it's like, it makes sense for them. We're starting down here with nothing. And he asks if Nambu has the fourth fight lined up and he says, oh yeah, I got a pro in the biz to find us the toughest guy he could. And his phone beeps, speak of the devil. He meets with Mr. Yenbunma. Who, of course, greets him as the uh, other agents have. We, you get the feeling this guy's been in the game for a while. He says, well, if it isn't Nanbu. And Nanbu says, eh, don't do that shit. You called me. And he says, listen, I want a, I want a good fight here, but I'm not taking anybody below rank 50. And Yanbuma tells him, oh, well, don't worry about that because the guy we found is rank 17. And Nanbu actually says, damn, Yanbuma. Uh, he's impressed. He actually says, damn, Yanbuma. Like, hell yeah. And... um. He's, he's very impressed. He's like, I, I'm obviously, I made the right decision come to you. And Yen Buma says, well, he, does, he wants to take that praise, but he says, I'll be honest. Uh, they asked for, they asked for this one. The, they wanted to fight this guy. And uh, Nanbu says, well, who is this guy anyway? He says, oh, well, there he is now. We see this figure walking up the stairs. He says, uh, says he wanted to give you his regards. And Nanbu turns around and is shocked. He recognizes this man. We do not yet. But the man standing there has this has scars on his face a really huge one over like the the left side of his face in fact uh possibly a burn scar i'm not sure and he stands there for a second and he says oh how's it going coach nanbu we get the feeling nanbu's been in this business for a while since all these agents know him and now we meet what is apparently a previous client of his and then that's episode four so where are you? Sorry, I was reading the wrong tag. Oh, you son of a bitch! Yep. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um, sh- I'd rather boogie with that babe than dance with the reaper. <laughs> it's a good one, dude. That is a good one. I'd rather boogie with that babe than dance with the reaper. I mean, I would say that I would probably rather, you know, dance with some girl than die. Don't I'd- fear the don't fear the reaper, bro. Bang, boom, bang, bang, boom, boom, bang, boom, boom, bang, boom, boom, bang, boom, boom, bang. So, what do you think so far, dude? I'm into it, man. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um. And these episodes, like, they pass like this. Yeah, they go by quickly. They go by very quickly. It's very. It was very hard for me to not watch ahead because this show's pretty rad. I will say this: that I, as I've discussed before, I usually I don't mind a good action. I usually go for like kind of a 
you know, slice of life or even some like, you know, romancy kind of stuff. Those are the kind of shits I like. I, l- I love a good story and whatnot. Yeah. He's um, the prettiest princess. Don't. Okay. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I, I am the prettiest princess. But uh, this is one of those that you, you got to know what you're getting into and you know what you're getting into. It's it's it is, as as I said, testosterone fueled fucking fun ride. You're going to yeah. get a lot of a lot of dudes. Yeah. And a lot of uh, big yeah. egos and a lot of punching. Uh, apparently, yeah. these next few episodes uh, get a little bit different. As I said, I was kind of bummed out that, like, again, there's literally only one female character presented. And yeah. she's, yeah, again, played a kind of a villain, which kind of blows. But we'll find out, man. I'm into it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. I can't she, wait to see she, what happens she next. She is not so much a villain. You'll, you'll start figuring out who the villains are. Hey. Um, I mean, I would guess it's the fucking Yakuza guy. You would guess. <laughs> But, but we'll, yes, we'll go now ahead. we're about to get stories like the the way they do the rest of the series is there is now you're going to have a build into every single fight gotcha. because every fight is very important now. I'm down. I'm feeling it. I'm ready for yep. more. And join us next week for more when we cover the next five episodes. Yeah, five through nine. It's going to be. Yeah, five, five, five through six, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Yep, that's right. I had to count on my fingers. <laughs> Because Brandon made me second guess myself. Five through nine. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with second guess yourself. Measure twice cut runs, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but that's it for our recap for right now. Hey, Roger. Yes, Do we got some questions? We do have some questions. We got some questions. questions. Oh, shit. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) All right. All right. We got two questions this week. Let me make sure. We don't have one. Ending theme is fucking sick. I do love it. It is so good. I freaking love it. Uh, Okay. Two questions. First question from... uh, We we haven't heard from him in a week or so. Our good buddy Clayton. Oh, shit. It's the return. He asks, Who is the one anti-hero or villain in an anime that gets off the lightest for their crimes? Hmm. I feel like it's got to be Vegeta, right? Oh yeah, that dude's that dude's a straight up war criminal. Yeah, yeah, probably so. It's, he blew up that whole planet of those bug people. Also, Jesse and James for Pokemon. <laughs> They've done some fairly heinous stuff. I still love them. Yeah, I mean they're um, better than Butch and Cassidy. Well, they're not an anti-hero, I guess. Vegeta is an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of another good. Who else one. we got? Um, I know you hate it, but I I remember when I did watch Inuyasha, that fucking Sashomaru guy was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. He did a bunch of crazy stuff and ended up being really more of a, toward the end, more of a hero. I think he ended up dying pretty Would hard. you consider Stain as an anti-hero? You know... Because I don't think that I would, but I could see the argument being I mean, made. but we're talking about people who got, who got off easy. And yeah. this guy straight up got locked up. I mean... And almost dead. Yeah, and almost dead. That's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could go with that guy. Yeah, I, I think I was just really asking if he was an anti-hero or not. That's kind of what I wanted to know. You know, you wanna you wanna like the dude, but he was going around murdering <clears throat> people. So. Yeah, he definitely had like one of the coolest, most original like powers I've seen in anything ever. Like that's one of my favorite yeah. things. Just oh, making so cool, cool superpowers and shit. That guy, that guy was rad. Um. Fucking Hulk Hogan. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I don't know about Stain. Um, I'm trying to think of any other anti-heroes. Jesus, I could have us a real big spike on the audio there. That had to be where I was laughing at you. It is, dude. You can, It never... My bad, buddy. It'll come out in the mix. All right. 
I'm trying to think it's more anti here. This is kind of a toughie. Um, your favorite series, Tenchi. Fucking Ryoka was kind of an anti yeah. hero. But not as big as Vegeta. I think Vegeta is. Yeah, Vegeta's Vegeta definitely, is Vegeta's the, definitely the worst. Like, dude is a. Dude straight up murdered and destroyed entire planets and ended up becoming, you know, a pretty integral part of the crew. So it's for sure Vegeta. Yeah, it's it's got to be. Yeah, I think I'd give it to Vegeta. Good old Vegeta, as we call him. You know, you know why Bulma likes him so much? Because he got that Vegeta Pita? No, because his, <laughs> his name's Vegeta. I don't I don't get it. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, I get it, dude. That took you a second. Oh, that's terrible and I'm sorry. Oh, it's a joke no. I saw somewhere and uh, it made me laugh real hard. Ugh. It sneaks okay. up on you. It sneaks up on you, bud. All right, what else we got? Clayton, thank you so much for the question. That yeah, was good. Good question, dude. I'm still trying to think of more anti here. That's a good one. Okay. So we Oh, got... that fucking dude from Roni Kenshin, that guy was cool. Uh, not really an anti-hero. I mean, oh, uh, no, no, I know hero. what you're talking about. You're talking about um, the dude, the dude, <sighs> the guy with I don't the, the shorter blue hair. I never got into He's that got show the really. But I love I remember, Kenshin. Uh, I remember that dude being God, cool. What is his name? I know his name. God, I know his name. Oh, this is gonna take a half hour now. I'm no, sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry I brought it up. We'll just type in anti-hero. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's the leader of the Oni Wabon group. And you can't remember his name. You remember the name of his group, but yeah. not his name. Wow, what a loser. Yeah, come on. Oni Wabon. This is happening. Group. We're going to find out right now. Oni Wabon group. I'm dying. It's the Hanya. dead air song. I know this Hanya. is the dead air song. It's not dead air, dude. I'm talking. Gotta sing the song so there's no dead air. <laughs> Alshi. Alshi. Okay. Yep, there you go. Yeah, that dude. That dude was pretty rad. Um. Wow, that was a lot of work for not much conversation yeah, it about it. <laughs> still Vegeta. Still Vegeta. All okay. right. What do we got? Next, the next question. Next question we got is from our good buddy Allie. Thank you, thank you again, Clayton. Allie, my good buddy Allie. She sent me a very nice message on Facebook Messenger. She always sent a nice message. Shout we, out. We played shout some out. Fortnite the other night. Did me you? Allie did some doubles on Fortnite. Yeah. I told you, man. I got it on fucking PlayStation. Yeah, but PlayStation has her shit unlocked, dude. So you can't. Play so with fucking us on the you get you got a place to jump no, on the PlayStation. No, I already made my microtransactions on the Switch. Oh no! Why? You don't get anything. It's all cosmetic. Yes, you do get stuff. It's all cosmetic. I don't want to go out there looking like a ding dong, though. Who cares what you look like I when you some win? Good emotes. Who gives a shit when you there win? You got all them fucking men. You know, all them fuckers with the emotes and the cool costumes, they always fucking lose. Well, hell, dude. If you What's do... the best you did? What's the best you did? What's your highest ranking? Uh, Second place. Second place? Yeah, we've got second place like three or four times now. Yeah, I've got. Well, okay, on teams, I've placed first several times. Well, yeah, because teams. Anyway. So... <clears throat> this fucking nerd with his Fortnite. God damn it. Yeah, so. Maybe buy a fucking maybe, Switch. Yeah, maybe you just do that butt chug and get your Switch. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> Allie asks. Allie asks. Hi, Allie. Hey, Allie. Um, if you could have a quirk like one on uh, My Hero Academia, oh, shit. what would it be? Do you know what your hero name would be? Oh, shit. She says that she would want a quirk uh, that personifies animals and inanimate objects. Nice. Like she could make a plate of spaghetti and meatballs talk. (laughs) 
That's she wrote that. That's fucking sick. Or yeah, oh, after that, or make it choke you. It would have little meatball eyes and be like, "Your time has come." Her and name then would, it just strangles you. Her name would be Bukimi. What the? Uh, it means creepy in Japanese. Holy shit. <laughs> That's pretty great. Because she'd only use it to weird everybody out and be as creepy as possible. I love that, Allie. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a good one. You really thought this through. <laughs> now me and Brandon are going to think. Okay. Oh, hell. I, I well, okay. You think. I'm going to I'm gonna talk about what I talked about before, which was, um, I, 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 like I said, like I said earlier in this very episode, one of my favorite things is just sitting around thinking about like weird superpowers I've never seen done before. And one of them was... Um, like we've had characters called Phoenix or whatever or whatever. Like, like, oh, I've got fire powers or oh, I'm very powerfully psychic or some shit. That's not what Phoenix do. A Phoenix dies and is reborn from their ashes. So mm-hmm. I said, I said in a previous episode, what I would like is if my power was nothing, but if I die, fucking huge explosion and I reborn and I'm reborn out of it. Like okay. I just come, which means I come walking out of this fucking fire like with no clothes. I'm like, someone get me pants, but. The problem with that is that my the only name that would make sense is fucking Suicide Bomber because they would literally just, oh, we can't get through this big fortress of uh, this giant this giant fort they've got built up. We got to get to those villains. I just drop Brandon on it and they just kick me out of the fucking plane and I'm like, okay, bye. Splat. And I just walk out like, okay. <laughs> that would be mine. I like that. Beyond that, though... I don't know. Now I'll need to think. You thought of one yet? I think I got one, dude. I've give, it me, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Okay, here's my power. I can make people believe something they own is trash. <laughs> okay? So, like... You're just, like, re- you're just real good at like talking I people into shit. I see somebody coming at me or coming at some people like they got a gun. They're holding their gun up. Well, now they think this gun is trash. It's a like McDonald's Like it's a literal rapper. piece of garbage. Yes, like it's a piece of garbage. So they discard it. And then I collect whatever they get. <laughs> that's oddly Whatever specific they drop, I collect it it becomes mine or I can use it for good or evil I don't know that's oddly but if, specific if, if I'm like you know what my good buddy Brandon needs a switch somebody's gonna have <laughs> a trashy ass switch dude stop it's gonna be a half eaten burrito they're gonna toss it in the garbage and that switch is gonna be mine and, and then, then someone else yours. is gonna be like hey free burrito <laughs> and try to chop on it <laughs> No, only it only, only appears, them. Only yeah, them. It, so everybody else is just like that guy just threw away yeah, a switch so and they just gonna be go like, Why for it. Why you throw away your gun, dude? That's a McDonald's wrapper. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, that's pretty good. It's pretty silly, but it's pretty yeah. good. Um, but, I mean, for the for on the fly, dude. That was, that's pretty sweet. Uh, I, I'm trying to think what my name would be. The disposer. <laughs> the, 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 dis- the disposable man. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, Roger! Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would like to be able to censor things in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone's talking, I could just like someone could just be talking about uh, anything, and I just like insert beeps so everybody yeah. just hears beep when they say something. The and they're mad like, beeper. <laughs> stupid. Or like no, not just that, but I could also like blur people's faces and shit. <laughs> Like, like it'd be like that scene from uh from Ghost, like from Ghost in the Shell. Remember yeah. when like they actually show you the guy when he held him up and he like sees someone recording him or whatever, and he like runs a code real quick and brink that thing's over his face so no one can see it's him, like that kind of shit. Oh, dude, what about? Okay, so similar to my my power. What if what if you could make, like you could like train in on an object or something. Somebody was nearby and you make it smell putrid. 
so so they try to get away. You're just it focusing smells, on making people hate shit they have. It smells terrible. You want people to hate. Well, the you shit want they have. if you like you want people to evacuate an area. You make it smell really bad where they have to start leaving. Uh, and and the name for that, if I were that, would be the ass blaster. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> okay, but what the if the blast like, aster? Like I don't know. It sounds like it smells that bad. Like I'm saying, like if someone's at their job at the bank Dude, and like they're a security like the, guard, they'll be like, "Oh, this fucking reeks." But it also, it's like my the job to stand rotten here. egg toots, dude. <laughs> that, it burns your nose. That's a bit. I don't. You know. gotta go. Oh, maybe. You gotta get the hell out of there. That's. Or you can you can attach it to a person and make the people around them think they shit their pants. <laughs> the phantom shitter. <laughs> You're really having fun with that one, huh? Yeah, dude. That's really good. You're Jesus like, you know Christ. What? Jeff over here is an asshole. <laughs> Jeff just shit his pants to all his friends. That's oddly specific. All right. Now now think of one that could actually help you save people's lives. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the trash one probably could. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't, I don't know how fucking mine would. I would just run up and kill myself in front of people. Yeah, that's crap, bad. Um, I want to. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to think of stuff on the fly. Okay, what if like okay teleportation? But I don't teleport myself. I can teleport other objects uh to a certain place, like. Like if uh like someone walks in with a gun, if I can see it, I can be like, nope, foomp, and mm-hmm. it's just in my hand now. Or conversely, if I'm like locked in locked uh behind a thing, but I can see someone else and they need to fight someone, and I've got a gun, I can go foomp, and now it's in their hand. And if I was a villain, I could be like, oh, I wanna I wanna kill someone. If I have to kill someone, I could just be like, all right. Let's say I, I have like, like a, some kind of narcotic, some kind Mm -hmm. of very strong drug. I could just look at you and go, whoop, and now that's in your heart. That's pretty fucked up, but it's good. That's pretty gnarly. That's, it's pretty OP, dude. Well, maybe. (laughs) It's like, uh, maybe, maybe something like where you can control somebody's blood. That's, you want to be a bloodbender. You're a bloodbender. Yeah. We've all seen Avatar. Just say Bloodbender. Yeah. But you can, like, thin it out and stuff if you need to. Yeah, okay. i tell you one I Is always Is that a thing liked. in Avatar? Is it a Bloodbender? Yeah. I know you that. never watched the Avatar? Not all of it, no. Dude, you gotta check that shit out. There's good shit. But yeah, literally, like... Damn. Uh, okay, so that power's off the table. I'll tell you one I always liked, which, obviously, this is already a thing. Actually, that teleport thing might be a thing, too. I might have read that somewhere. In fact, I'm almost certain I did now. But here's one I always liked. Um... My favorite X-Man that's never been in any of the movies or TV shows or anything that I can think of, I've only ever seen him in the comics, is this dude named Elixir. You know Elixir? Mm Mm-hmm. This dude's incredibly powerful. First of all, he looks rad because his skin just looks like this bubbling gold liquid uh, in a vial. Like, he just looks like a bubbling liquid. Yeah, That's what he looks like. He looks like an elixir. And his whole thing is that he can basically control life on a biological level so as long as he understands how a thing works he was mostly like a healer guy like oh i've got a cut okay i understand how skin and uh uh fucking you know muscle works so as long as he can see it he can like make your skin heal itself it is pretty pretty easy pretty obvious Mm -hmm. um 
stuff like that. So as long as he like, oh, you're suffering from some kind of horrible disease. As long as I know what that disease is, he can fix it and get it out of you. Conversely, there's an amazing, if y'all have never read House of M, I think it was in House of M, badass shit happens in this one. But basically, um, I forget... I think it was Stryker who went nuts and was like killing a bunch of mutants. He was basically just going through and killing a bunch of mutants. And he ends up killing the girl that Elixir has been dating. And Elixir goes batshit nuts. And he runs at this dude and he just stands stands next to him and screams at him. And his pretty golden skin turns pitch black. Which is kind of like, it's kind of the, the Elixir of Life slash, um, what do you call, uh... The Philosopher's Stone thing. Turned lead into gold. Well, he's got a gold form. This is his lead form. And he basically does the opposite. And he faces down this guy, screams at him, and instead of healing him for anything, he gives this fucker every disease ever at once. And he just like goes, and just shrivels into a goddamn husk and just falls over dead. And then he passes out because uh, it's theorized, oh, you're not supposed to do that with your powers, so this is why you fucked up. And it took him a while to be able to do his regular shit again. Elixir's a badass. I've always wanted, like, if I could have any superpower that already exists, that guy. Yeah. I want to do that shit. Uh, what about a power to where you could bring characters from... from oh, no. To, to, like, if you're in an area with a fight or whatever, you can bring them out. Maybe not as OP or anything, but you can bring them out and... So, like, you get into a fight at the arcade and you point at the uh, Street Fighter machine and Ryu jumps out and helps you? Yeah, yeah, he, he hits him with a hurricane Okay, kick now, like that. I want you to promise me you're not just going to pull my out of fucking... <laughs> Come on. Out what, of fucking... Dude, uh... I wouldn't just pull my out to jiggle them big sexy boobies. Okay. <laughs> okay, but they I'm pretty sure you would. They jiggle on their own, dude. Okay. But if but you're bringing, you you're, like, you're saying, you're talking about bringing characters to life. Is this the waifu they can power? Also be your you want the waifu power no, is I'm what you're saying. Say, okay, so just imagine you order, like, you made oh, me I just say ordered. It. You made me say it. I ordered too many pizzas. Boom. Ninja Turtles are here, dude. <laughs> Here's all my friends, yeah. the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I need to get down this road faster. Boom, Street Sharks. You're riding the dorsal fin. <laughs> you're down Valley Mills, dude. God damn it, dude. All right, well, this has been a time. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a regular name like Dan, so your you, you, your so, superhero name has to be the Danimator. Stop! <laughs> stop! The Stanimator. You just you just have the ability to bring fictional characters to life, basically. Yeah. is What you're saying? Oh, there's, I I I feel like there's a weird mystery here with some werewolves. Let's get Mulder and Scully out. They're real yeah. life people, though. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. You get the character. You don't get David Duchovny, you get Mulder. This feels like this feels like you would use it to hang out with all your favorite anime characters you like. This you, feels like I mean I I probably would. Are you saying that I wouldn't get a harem? <laughs> God damn. Cuz I probably would. Oh no. See this I can't see you can't just have that shit cuz you're going to use it you're going to use it for that. God damn it. But also, all right. Well, this has been a fun also, time. Also, I'm eating some some turtles, some turtle pizza. Okay, not so, turtle pizza, pizza with the turtles. So it has does That's it have to be? Okay, up. here's my question: It does it have to be an existing character, or like, could you could you just be like, okay, hang on, I'm gonna write and illustrate my own comic where my best friend, who is actual god and controls everything, uh, and does whatever I say to, because we're best friend, is a character, and then just be like, foomp, All right, now I control the world. Um, 
I would say I would say <laughs> that the power would involve the character having to be known. People have let's to be put a restri- rec- let's put a restriction on it. It only so you can summon a character, but it only can be seen and have any effect on people who are aware of that character. Yes, okay, that's that's fair. Okay. Yeah. So if you were at the arcade so and someone jumps in and you pull Ryu out of the machine, he's like, oh, I've always been more of a guilty gear man myself. Nothing happens. He yeah. doesn't even know it's there. Doesn't even know who Ryu is. There's well, no way he would He's about to get hit by biking. All right. Because <laughs> I want to just be pulling characters. Okay, it's very draining on you, though. It's taxing to bring these people out. And your health is... So you can you can get your whole harem. You ain't going to do shit with yeah. them. <laughs> you your, stupid your, asshole. Your vitality is... So if you pull out all four Ninja Turtles... Your vitality is a fifth of what it would be. Goddamn spider crawling on the microphone. Excuse me. All right. Your vitality what? is a fifth of what it would yes. be. Because you got to split it between yeah. you and four turtles. Gotcha. Yeah. So if they come gunning for you, dude, you're screwed. Yeah. But also, like if you're time. having a good time, you're having also, a good time. Also, if they never read Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> if they're not a fan of Ninja Turtles, never seen yeah. a cartoon. Yeah, I feel like that's hard to miss. I feel like there's a lot that's hard to miss. But, like, you get some weirdo who just lives in a camp cabin mm-hmm. and decides he's gonna go to the city and fuck some shit up with his magical axe because that's his superpower then yeah you might have a problem you might not be super helpful in this situation <laughs> oh it's cool power dude it's cool da- for everybody the animator else. for the Sick. regular man for the regular dan you're the worst and i you're the worst <laughs> and i love you and i hate you all right are we done with the episode great, great question Allie. that was yes. very good i loved it um, thank you Allie, so much that was that was a good episode. I really enjoyed going through all that. This was a good one. All yeah. right. So next uh, next week, once again, we're covering the next five episodes. That's five through nine. Brandon, I want to know that. <laughs> oh no. I want to know why I don't see a damn bug. Maybe an ant here and there. But as soon as you come in here to record, there's gonna be some bug it's coming out of here. Because you turn off the AC and they start coming out. Because oh it's yeah, you're probably right. Like I know you Shit. try to ma- you try to make it. I'm about boning me. us. Yeah, it's your fucking fault, <laughs> asshole. It's me. You're the you're the monster. Oh no. Anyway, uh, let's get the plugs out. Okay. So we got the Facebook. We got the Facebook at the Good Buddies Universe. Just go type that into your search. We got the I'll, Twitter. I'll add you in right in or add you right in. You got the Twitter at TGB underscore anime pod, and that's all lowercase. We also have the Tumblr, thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. That's a good one. Um, You can ask us questions there. You can ask us questions pretty much anywhere. Anywhere you can leave a comment. comment. Including the YouTube where you could be listening to this right now. Yeah, Rapid Rapid Kick Media. Media. Yep. Uh, We also have, of course, where you can just regularly send us questions, our Gmail, which is... The Good Buddies Anime Pod at gmail.com. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, you like how I don't spell it out anymore? I was just going to say thank you for not spelling it out anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, I oh, of course, you can listen to our podcast anywhere podcasts are sold. We're on the Pod Beans, we're on Except the Except for Spotify. Except for Spotify, but we're pretty much everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I use Podcast Addict. Uh, shout out to all my Pod Beans. And. <laughs> Uh, lastly, I do want to give a shout out to our good buddies, Married with Sea Monsters, mm-hmm. aka the Mary Janes, for the use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. You can find that at marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. They are also on Spotify. They get on Spotify. We can't get on Spotify. But well, all the cool we stuff. Can. I, the cool just, stuff is all on Bandcamp. It just takes me migrating all of our stuff over. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Um, that seems like a lot. Also, shout out to our good buddy, Petty Theft. Uh, yep. You can find for our ending theme song, which we still don't have a name for. But he uh, is. Uh, so we have our first submission for We a have name. a submit. Oh, shit. Yeah. New our, segment. Our good buddy, Magic the Gathering Level 2 Judge Jonathan oh, Buddy. Oh, fuck. He has sent a suggestion for Sweet Anime Dreams. 
Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I like it. So I like it because so it's, that it's Sweet Dreams field. specifically about Aminase. <laughs> so if we can get some more out there, maybe we'll pull from a hat. I don't know what the hell we'll do. But there we Send have right now. Send any submissions for what you think our rad closing theme song should be. Uh, and if you want to hear it, uh, it, 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 do you know if he has it on SoundCloud? Mm-mm. It's just it's uh, just for us. It's just for us. Specifically, well, you'll hear it in a second. But you can check out Petty Theft stuff on uh, SoundCloud. He is uh, Petty Theft. That's two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Petty Theft on SoundCloud. Yep. You can also find him on Twitter if you want to contact him or anything of like course. that. Of course. Same yep. thing, two P's, two T's? Yep. Same thing. Petty Theft. Petty Theft. Please. Petty Theft. All right. Petty Theft. Anyway, I think that's it for the. I think so. I think we got everything plugged out. Did I take us out last week? Uh, I yeah, think I did. He, he did. So you're going to take us out this week. Yeah, so I'm going to take us out this week. From all of us here at the Good Buddies Universe, I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And I'm your good buddy, Roger. Kakate <laughs> Koya! How's that going to work? It's going to work. All right, give me one more just to be safe. Kakate <laughs> Koya!